0: of them you're wasting all your time and money on
1: models Paint what you have hello everyone and welcome to model club tv episode 63 as sometimes not always most of the time
0: my co-host is. how are you sir
2: you know you have that house ape on like one time and and now i'm not even a lovely co-host anymore
1: you are lovely what? i don't look at my hair you yeah what is me? going on with the hair today you got to explain what is up I,
2: well i had a hat on earlier because i was laying on the ground changing a starter okay there's no storm so <laughs> who knows no what hat? happened the lady at the post office liked it so who cares what you think
1: so you gotta get some gel some what is that the dap dep what was that crap the goo dippity doo dippity doo that's what it was <laughs>
2: some dippity do with some high karate and <laughs> chase the women
0: you'd be good to go man how are you doing how are things
2: how's life Things, things things are okay i mean you know of course when life balances out more happens so you know my starter went out of my car of course in the cold <clears throat> never happens in the summer so people had to rescue you um well, I needed someone to come turn the key while I hit the starter with a hammer and then it started. <laughs> so I was able to get the car home. And <clears throat> but my stepdaughter was amazed. She's like, I can't believe you just hit it and it turned on. I go, Yeah, I fonzied it. You know. <laughs>
1: totally fine. Hey. Oh man. So all right. We're here. Episode 63. Uh this episode we have Mike Swistek on of Cthulhu Gizzard Customs. We just finished that interview. It it went really well. I really liked it. So Hang back for a little bit. That'll be uh, coming up here shortly. And we have some other stuff going on. Uh,
2: and, and it's nice, too, to talk to somebody that's, you know, kind of a bigger guy with a beard that, like, has a brain. Okay. That's, that's not some Neanderthal that you just said, well, <laughs> he takes up space, so I'll put him in here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to mention any Brian Clark names, but, you know, <laughs> it's... Uh,
1: Man, the jealousy just oozes out of you sometimes. Just oozes out. No, that's all right. Okay. You know
2: what? I okay. get the emails. I know the truth. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. I get emails, too. <laughs> I, I don't like to sh- throw them in your face like you do. So that's okay. Um, I'd love to see them. Throw no, them in my no, face. No, I don't do that. Uh, you haven't. That's why.
2: <laughs> You're a liar. Okay. All right, I'd also like to mention that uh, it's Wednesday, January 25th. I know this won't air for 5 days, but today is our good friend Phil Kupka's birthday. We all know Phil's going through some health issues, but between the health issues and his treatments and stuff, if he's still watching, Phil, happy birthday. Happy not birthday. When you Phil. catch up, happy birthday.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, happy birthday. Hang in there, buddy. Uh so we miss you. Don't I hope this doesn't make you feel worse <laughs> with some of the treatment? What else news-wise? Anything like just? Well, hold on, I have to open stuff? my door again. Hold on. Uh-oh, letting oh, letting the dog in. Let's see a butt crack. Ah, dang it.
0: Oh no. Oh, the new dog. You switched out dogs. No, I got the old one. Oh, they're both in there now. No, I just got the old one. Oh, okay. The new ones in with Jamie. Okay. This guy just, he's happy to be with us. Oh I hope Very he doesn't fart. You old bastard. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he's a good
1: uh, boy. So anyway, um... Watch yes, any uh, shows, any movies, see anything? Read anything? Uh, Life stuff? <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen, I saw a movie.
0: What'd you see? I know you're gonna laugh. I probably will. Saw so Elvis. How was that? Was okay.
2: Um, a lot of people thought it was really dark and stuff. I don't know. I, I was okay with it. I mean, I, I didn't 100% pay attention to it, but I was about 90%. Well, because and you've been in my house, so you understand my family room's over here, the kitchen's in here. I've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen because of babysitting the dog that my wife didn't want. Um, who's by the way, sitting in there on her lap right now, but that's another whole story. So, um so, you know, I, I try not to put it all on her, so I've been doing a lot of my 3D printing stuff on a kitchen table, but if she's got a movie on I'll watch it. Kind
0: of half pay attention to it. So, I saw
1: Elvis. I thought it was okay. I, yeah, I thought it was okay. I haven't seen anything for Is it Elvis young? Elvis old? It's is kind it, of... The whole thing? I
2: think it kind of goes up to... Vegas, Elvis, and kind of stuff. So it gets there. Yeah. Dying Elvis? Is it in there? No, they don't. No, no there's not a death scene, you fucking morbid bastard. Okay.
0: What? You, what?
2: Know, <laughs> you know, and,
0: uh, but, uh, no, it was, it was good. I, I thought the guy did a good job. And, um, you know, and then I told you I watched um
2: Split and Glass. Um, which I had never seen before.
1: Yeah. And,
2: you know, we talked about that a little on the discord.
1: So had you seen Unbreakable before that?
2: Yes, but it was okay. years okay. ago. But so after my wife watched Split, she went back and watched Unbreakable. And then we watched
1: Glass. Glass Glass was disappointing. I- I'll give you that. Like it, it, it
2: was kind of predictable.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, like I, I knew
2: that the, uh, spoiler alert, yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew the female was a,
0: Uh, protagonist or Mm. I didn't know that they were really bad people. I mean, they were. Yeah. it Shades of gray. And then, uh, well, because my wife got out of,
2: what's that guy's name? M. Night. Shamalama Ding Dong. Shamalama Ding Dong or whatever.
1: Yep. So she watched
2: Signs, which I've seen before.
1: Signs has one of the scariest moments, I think, in any movie. The movie's not great. It's ridiculous, mm. but that scene where the alien walks past like the little hallway and the, he's watching it on TV is terrifying to me, and I don't know what it is. I just it makes me feel icky like when I, like I don't mm. like that at all, but that's I don't know. So anyway, so I, I saw I
2: did see a few movies so Good.
0: All right.
1: Speaking <laughs> of death in movies, as we were loading up, I just had to send Paul Gill a message, and he already knew about it. Uh, Lance Kerwin died. We just gave away his autographed picture of the other day from uh, Salem's lot. So that just was coming across as we were getting started. So what the winner of that giveaway has one of the last things he probably signed. Maybe we're a curse. That's. Be careful, Mike, let us know if you make it through the night
0: giveaway. What do we got to give away, Scott?
2: What do we have to give away? Courtesy of the Jaeger Army, Jeff Jaeger, Paul Gill, and gang. Okay, Um, very cool. We have the latest Jaeger Army piece, the Fiddler. The Fiddler. And um, really nice, you know what, they're really nicely sculpted pieces. This is the second one I've had in my hand, because remember, Paul sent me the Wolfman, Mm -hmm. and he thinks I'm going to paint someday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And um, if people want to get that on their own, if people are interested in that series, best place to go get a hold of uh, Paul, I think, or the Jaeger army Army, or Jeff,
2: maybe I'm I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to give this guy away and um, all you have to do is write in the YouTube comments. I'm a fiddler on
0: the roof. There you go. That works. All right. I'm
2: a fiddler on the roof. I'm a I don't want to know what you're fiddling with. I don't care what you're fiddling <laughs> with. You got it right. I'm a fiddler on the roof. We don't want to
1: see pictures of what you're fiddling with. None and of that.
2: If you win this, and you are not already a member, I will uh, will throw in a Jaeger Army membership card. Okay, uh, cool. Is that the last one we have? I've got one or two of those left okay. for giveaway, so... Um, if you're not a member already and you win this, I'll throw in that too. All right. Excellent.
1: Fiddler on the roof. I'm a Fiddler, fiddler on, the on the roof. Thank All right, you, let's... Paul Gill, Any yeah, army,
2: you. Jeff Yeager, uh, whoever else is involved with that whole mess there, Calvert, Troy, <laughs> uh, Mark, I don't <laughs> that, know. Whoever, Christ. that whole mess there. Got... It is an army. It, yeah, it is Ye- an army. Uh, Mark <laughs> Van Tyne. it It is an army. It is a Yeager army.
1: Um, as far as giveaway goes, the prize closet is clear right now. So I am, we are accepting uh, more stuff for giveaways. If you do want, want something you want to send in, we'll promote it, give it away. Um, I'm open. Let me know. Send me an email at model TV at com. And that brings me to the other things. If you would like to leave us a voicemail for the show, The phone number is 708-816-4299, 708-816-4299. We also have a discord. We also have, not, I almost said Etsy shop. That's with Mike. Uh, We have our Redbubble and Teespring shops. All that information is down below, but please, and also like, and subscribe, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, the notification bell, let sound like every other YouTube channel on the world. In the world, I we're getting close, seven hundred sixty-one as of right now.
2: I'd like you is... to know too that I even liked that endless drawl movie video you did with Brian. Um, oh I yeah, did our, like new, it our new to, show. To, uh, your oh, new you show. Really, you
1: helped out. Good job.
2: And uh, I did help out. Um, anybody that goes to check that out. Please read Heavy Metal Spike's comments, okay? Um, it's a good comment. I loved it. Apparently Jason's uh, mistaken uh, what band did Freebird, and I'll let you figure that out. Uh, so,
1: no, I want to talk about that for a second. I was not corrected by Brian, so... And I had eagles on the brain. Dude, I think Brian because... listens
2: to Barry Manilow and Barbara Streisand, eh, okay?
1: That's, a, that's pretty much the same as Skinner and. Eagles, isn't it? I don't like uh, whatever.
2: I'm so oh it's not kill your mother kill your father movie. Nah,
1: I can't I, I, I can't I can't tell the difference between most of those.
2: I games. I will say I do want to read um Spike's one comment. Uh movies like this bring to mind classics like The Great Escape, Jaws or The Thing. Not because they are in any way equivalent, but because I'd much rather watch those for the 30th time <laughs> than this drivel. Okay? Spike that it, it made me laugh out loud it's it's classic <laughs> okay uh, as long as um
1: some of this I other like the stuff septic leg or sep- that's my favorite part of that comment okay uh, which part the septic leg or whatever
2: yeah that that's pretty good too so
1: which reminds me if you want to check out a good band look up septic flesh fantastic greek uh death metal band so there you go
2: and uh again it's on our channel episode one a model in a movie willies wonderland
1: <laughs> i like that you're participating scott thank you for commenting
2: now, you know what i no never mind i'm gonna make you watch good movies and do something
1: all right okay all right maybe we will take a sc-
2: so but hey <laughs> guys trust me guys girls it's worth heavy metal spikes whole rant <laughs> and then him and jason going back and forth a little bit
1: um again good, good ball busting no hard feelings love it oh no no yeah exactly yeah uh let's get into news and reviews. by the way skinner Whoa. is not
2: spelled s-k-y-n-a-r-d moron how's it spelled
0: s-k-y-n-y-r-d dude i am not a classic rock guy. <laughs> i i oh my god yeah like try. even growing up like my dad
1: He's in his seventies now, so like he wasn't really a classic rock guy. So that's not what I listened to. like that. All that classic rock reminds me of the public pool when I was a kid. But like when we was driving around <laughs> with my dad, like because that's the stuff that was always like on the, in the background. Pool, what? Yeah, because they always have music blasting at the pool at Lanark Pool in Lansing,
0: Illinois. Oh so it was
1: always like you know WLS, but it was the classic like the the rock station at the time. So the seventies and eighties, it was all that sort of stuff. Right? Still is. Still is. So, but my dad, when we drive around, like going to church, my dad was blasting talking heads and the Beatles (laughs) and earth, wind and fire. Now did your
2: dad like, like fab four early Beatles or did he like later?
0: Yellow submarine, submarine, like whatever that
1: falls into. I don't know where that is, but it was mostly talking heads. Joe Cocker, Mike, my dad, like I grew up Joe Cocker every day. Like that's, and I love like to this day, I love Joe Cocker.
2: I love um, Joe Cocker, but I can't stand to watch him.
1: Oh, I love like a beautiful That I Saturday
2: live bit where him and Belushi were. <laughs> yeah,
1: <it was> <laughs> good. Good. I remember that happening. But um it that's the kind of in it in Earth Wind Fire, Janice Joplin, like that's the kind of stuff that my dad was really into. So I wasn't like no one in the house really listened to classic rock. It wasn't like I was never really exposed to that. Well you your dad know? was right on the cusp there though. Yeah, he was it was kind of no, no, no. A little weird. All right. All right. News and reviews. News and reviews. All right. Let's start with
0: some news. No, you didn't make your noise. Oh, sorry. Start again. <laughs>
1: just just make the noise. Make
0: doo-doo the noise, puppet. Perfect.
1: Okay. What's the first story, Scott? This is yours.
0: Well so we you got, got first hand knowledge.
2: Couple big news issues. Couple big ones. So, so we're gonna start with uh Garage Kit US colors. And um so for those of you that don't know, uh Jesse Garcia has been selling Garage Kit US colors for I believe 12 years now. And it took the line over when kit builders disappeared, and he went to the people that made the life tone paints. He expanded the line from 48 colors to I think 120 colors, and
0: which was originally various,
1: the freestyle, right? The lifetime freestyles, right? Yes. He took that over. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, um,
2: doing it for 12 years. Pandemic hits. And I'll give everybody a short story. Pandemic hits. Um, three years ago, that's the last big shipment he got of paint for three years. He could not get any paint from the manufacturer. Uh, The reasons given to him were they couldn't get um, pigments because most of the pigments come from overseas to make the paint, which was a viable, you know, Mm -hmm. thing. Then they told him they had trouble getting bottles. And then, you know, this is all over the course of three years. Uh, They won't answer phones. They stopped answering emails. And, um, done a little digging, and I guess the taxidermy places that also carry life tone paints are also having the same issues. They don't know if the owner of the company has died, retired, whatever has happened.
1: no one knows
2: what? What okay a
1: mess. what a mess so okay.
2: it's a big mess. Jesse kind of sent them an ultimatum saying, "Look, I either need to be done or whatever because yeah. you know i I can't keep doing this so." As of now, garage kit US colors are no more. Um, yeah. as of this taping, so could unless change. something could change drastically changes, right? Um, I think we're you know the, the people, and you know, the, the sad thing about that is, and you know, everyone's going to be out there saying, Well, you can always get paint, you can always find something else, and, and that's true, but as when you lose anything that a hobby is used to you know, there are people that have developed techniques around using Jesse's paints, mm-hmm. okay? Just like there's people probably that have developed techniques around using Vallejo, Citadel, whatever paints, mm-hmm. okay? And if they disappeared all of a sudden, now you have to kind of rework your, you know, maybe I use this color A, B, and C yeah. to make my Frankenstein color, and yep. now I have to find something else, yep. you know?
1: So it's... um you know, it's it's kind of a... Uh, and the, a and the other the part hobby. of that, I think huh? is the other side of that. It's something he made, right? Like, it was... It's sad to see something go that you've put so much time into. Like, yes. it's hard to let yes. go, and that's probably why, you know, he's been hanging out for so long. dealing with them. He hasn't, and, it
2: and it's really, um... You know, anybody that's read his posts, you know, you can tell it's really upset him. Um... um I've had a little more firsthand knowledge of it and I don't want to give too much away or not that there's anything yeah. to give away, but I can just tell you that, you know, he, he's pretty upset. He put 12 years into this and it just basically gets the rug gets pulled out. You yeah. Know, so it's,
1: it sucks when it's something you did nothing wrong. Like, you know, when something happens yeah. and it's not your fault. Yeah. And, so yeah.
2: And again, you know, um, and Jesse, we're the first one to say it. We all know Jesse, and you know he can he can be uh what's the right word because i know he's gonna watch and get on my ass um he can be jesse okay but certainly make that that an
1: adjective now in in garage kit land yeah yeah yeah. don't be a jesse
2: yeah don't be a scott don't be a jesse definitely don't be a jason okay but i do (laughs) um but No. And, and, you know, I love Jesse. I get along with Jesse and we're friends and I I feel bad for him, you know, because like you said, he put all this work in and um, he, uh, you know, like he said, him and I talked, he said, if it was something I did, you know, then I would at least like to know that. But, you know, he didn't believe he did anything. He always paid his bills well, well, before they were due. And so it's just a case of bad business on the other end. And it sounds like they're doing bad business with other places as well. The other bit of news we'll, we'll stream into before we get into kits. Mark Brokaw has pretty much announced his retirement from casting. And that's a big blow to a lot of people because Mark does a lot of work for a lot of people. For a long time, what a lot of people don't realize is Mark, I believe, is seventy years old and uh, tired. Yeah, you know. And um, people get to retire. You
0: know. Now that
2: being said, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mark, don't hate me, but you know, (laughs) Mark has taken breaks before and come back. So who knows? But, um, but I know this puts a lot on his friend protege whatever you want to call him bradley yeah and the problem is there's just there's not enough casters
1: casters are dwindling they've they've, you know and
2: um
0: so it it's and and those two guys are you know they're top notch so it's um
1: yeah i it's a big hole that will need to be filled somehow and i hope i hope you know bradley can do it i just it's just one more person that's gone, and it's... Well, and what that All right, does... Just really like, is like I... off the top of your head, how many casters do you think there are? Not counting yourself, because, you know, you do so much casting these days.
2: Um. No, and I never really considered myself a <laughs> caster, okay? But a lot of the casters that were out there, Mike Evans, now Brokaw, um, Matt McWirt,
0: uh. Uh, Whitworth. Well, yeah. Um, that was never reliable, but, you know, so a lot of these guys, uh, have disappeared. You know, they've, they've just, you know, or they've got daytime jobs. Oh, yeah. And so they can't really handle the volume, um,
2: needed to cast for a lot of people. It's tough. Like,
0: so, just
1: printing for people I know, it's hard. It's hard.
2: Yes, and printing, and, and printing is easy compared, to
1: casting, is easy compared to casting. easy compared to casting, yeah. Okay. Like,
2: um, yeah, it's...
1: I don't know, I've been toying around with the idea as a retirement job, casting, but... Well, and I
2: initially had, but it's just... The older I get, the less I want to deal with other people's <laughs> stuff, you know, and yes. it's like...
1: I and I I feel the same way. I've spent most of my life working on stuff for other people, especially mm-hmm. when I started painting garage kits for other people, and now I look back and I'm like, how much time did I waste doing stuff for other people and not for myself? And So, but if it's paying the bills, it's paying the bills at that point.
2: Well, and that's the thing and you know, it, I and I say this with anything. If you're going to cast, if you're going to paint, if you're going to sculpt, okay. Um, I was talking to Paul the other day and he said, Jeff walks around the house sculpting. And I guess he was telling me Jeff sculpted something on an airplane one time. Right. Which, which I said to him, I said, how did he get his sculpting tools onto the plane? He says, that's a good question. I'm going to have to ask him. That is a good so, question. So, um,
0: But, you know, I know Jeff sculpted uh, the Yardeth Bay bust for monsters from the woods from a hospital bed.
2: So it's like, Jeff's always working. Yeah. You know, and and there's guys out there that paint that they get up and they paint, and this is their job. They get up and they treat it like a job. Yeah, and you have okay. to,
1: like you. Really and really, do.
2: Paul treats it like a job too. He gets yeah. up in the morning, he does all his casting, and by five o'clock, he's done. Okay, yep. so if you're gonna do any of this, you you've, you've got to treat it like a job, and that's.
1: It can't be. a That's
2: kind of like when I first retired. and I thought about doing this. It was like, man, I really like the freedom of if I feel like doing something today. Ooh, and on. if i don't <laughs> okay but you know if i start taking on casting then I, i'm more obligated
1: okay? call, back to brokaw for a second i think we have to say with we can't get through this without saying how
0: good of a caster he is like genius you know what? level casting like engineering... I, i'm not gonna call
2: him I, i'm not gonna call him a great caster I'm going to call him a great mold maker. Mold maker. Okay. 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 Mold maker. Because not Which, that you don't need know I'm how to it. cast. Yeah. He's obviously a great yeah. caster, but the molds, and I've got a few of his molds that. That's what I meant pretty, by engineering. Like the way. Worn he. Out. yes, I, he is. He's a mad scientist, but yeah. it works. And I, I see Bradley doing a lot of the same stuff and I've mad scientist stuff before too. So it, it's, that's the fun part of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I don't know where Mark, was with it and stuff, but I know that when I was casting, the fun was playing something up, pouring the rubber on it, and pouring that first one and working the bugs out. Okay, what do I got to do to make this yeah. nose come out? Or what do I got to do to make this earlobe come out? But then once I did that, then it's boring. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, what's next? I want to do something that you know, I'd rather yeah. do prototypes where I got to do
1: one and be done. Okay, yeah. and 3D printing is kind of getting like that for me too. Yeah um now yeah, i i totally get that i i'm right there's certain things like that i in my life that i'm the same way enjoy your retirement mr Brokov. uh yeah
0: i don't think he even knows who we are
1: <laughs> he probably <laughs> doesn't he
0: probably
2: doesn't someone show
1: him this please. but um
2: <laughs> no absolutely and um i best of luck you know jesse still is going to manufacture kits he's by no way no means out of business, he's still making kits, he's still selling airbrushes, um, and
0: regular brushes. Okay, so he does still have stuff, but it's the paint, you know, right now. I I gotta t- <laughs> I
1: gotta paint. take I'm I, I, I don't think I've ever, maybe once before. I'm gonna use this show to my own personal advantage and our, our massive reach. That we have uh i if someone out there has a big head that i'm looking for contact me i would like to buy at a decent price the curse of the demon big head so and if you haven't contacted have one the, mr brokaw i have not but it, it says that i was waiting to see because he said that there was the when i was looking at the things the ones he said he was still making it wasn't one of them No,
2: but he's selling his original, his castings. So,
1: I I will say, but if someone does have one, because I found out when I was watching the Guar documentary (laughs) and I've painted one before, I actually have a picture. I'll stick it up here. I'll find it of one that I did for Terry Webb and I've painted one before, but I never did one for myself and I always liked it. And then I saw during the Guar documentary that Odorous Yurongas, Hail Odorous, who was is like my favorite (laughs) musician of all time. His mask that he made, his character, is based on the demon from Curse of the Demon. So, Which I've never
2: seen Curse of the
1: Demon. I, I've seen part, like, I've never seen my well, but i like, character... I just want that for my Guar collection.
2: So Yeah, I just thought the head was cool. I didn't like the body so much, yeah. but I
1: always thought the head was cool. Actually, no, I didn't. Yeah, the body's kind of weird. I, I like the chick, the weird... It's... Anyway, if someone has a Curse of the Demon out there... New kits. New kits. So we're going to go back to Garage Kits US. Go back US. to Garage Kits US, yep and
2: we have finally it's been a long wait the tin man is done and this is part of the um denizens of yeah.
0: Den- Zo Den- series of the- yep.
2: yep and um uh, we've got some multiple angle
1: shots here and a close-up of the head that's really kind of cool looking. i, I, I kind of like freaking it. freaking love this thing do you okay i well lo- i think this is the best in the whole series like this thing kills just the technical detail in there and just like all the little parts that look like they do something mm-hmm. and the extra arms and the big ax with the little axes and the wrench, like, and he still has the funnel on his head. Like uh, this thing's awesome. I like the
2: extra arms, the
1: Tars yes. Tarkas
2: uh, tin man. I'm I'm going to call him cause it, it's,
1: <laughs> this thing it's, is so badass. but no, I,
2: it is. It's cool.
1: It so. doesn't even have to be the tin man. You know, it's just like, uh, it's so good.
0: It's so good. So, so good.
2: before you ask Jesse a hundred times, because
1: this happens. okay? Would I you don't like to go through for... the, the speaking to Jesse etiquette 101? Yes. Okay, no, no, let's that's, do that. That's speaking to, read Jesse's post, because he generally will put it in there. But well, let's go okay? it, Je- Jesse, because we know you watch this. Not everybody looks at things on Facebook. Not know, everybody looks at things. Sometimes they just see a picture and go, oh,
2: not everybody so, sees everything. There's no price yet. It hasn't been cast. It hasn't. Okay. There's no list. There's no list. There's There's no. no, no,
1: It's coming. It's
2: coming. So go to the Garage Kit US um, page. Check it every
1: day for the next 10 months and see. And ask
2: Jesse every day for the next 10 months if it's done yet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And tell him Jason sent you.
1: No, don't do that. He's already (laughs) hates me most of the time. So don't do that.
2: Uh, we gotta get Jesse on here. We get him good and wound up, and we'll get him
0: on here. Uh-oh. So um, good and wound up.
2: I know how to t- do that. Uh, Jesse knows I love him, and I, I we bust balls with Jesse. So, yeah. um, so anyway, this is uh, this definitely coming, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait to see uh, because I'm ninety percent sure, ninety nine percent sure he'll have Jim Capone paint this.
1: Yeah,
2: and uh, it'll be I beautiful. Paint one.
1: I'm. I am. I like. A lot. So,
2: it's another guest we should try to get on here.
1: Yes. There's a couple. There's a couple of their painters. We're gonna. There's. Now that we're kind of back to normal, holidays are over. We're gonna reach out to guests a little more. It's not. People aren't as busy. Next kit is the Next bro kit. shake.
2: The bro shake.
1: The bro shake from. And I'm gonna push the button. Does it work? Yes. Gilbert, king of the models. Find them on Facebook. Gilbert. King of the model. You um, son of
2: a bitch. All right, tell me about this.
1: So, you've seen Predator, right? Yes, but it's been a long time. Okay. So, when Arnold comes in and oh shit, my brain stroke. <laughs> Apollo Creed? Carl
2: Weathers, you
0: Carl, moron. Carl
1: Weather. When they Apollo see each Creed. other for the first time in the movie? Yeah,
2: when Conan and Apollo
0: Creed meet. <laughs>
1: Let's go with that. When Conan and I Apollo Creed before. in Predator run in each run into each other for the first time, they go, "You son of a bitch," and they do the handshake. And this is basically a meme. If you've ever seen there's a meme of a, a black guy and a white guy shaking hands and it's like, "Hey, we can work as a team even though we're like not the same." And that's what this is. So, like it's an iconic shot in that movie where the whole shot is just their arms, their big muscly arms. And brilliantly they made I, a kit
2: do we know who sculpted this of course we don't because you don't ask questions
1: i don't ask questions paul
2: this is why you send me shit okay because don't
1: you don't ask questions
2: paul in the comments let everyone know who sculpted this. if it place. was important he would have told me i'm People, sure okay when you know you what say. i'm sure the sculptor's sitting there going oh it's not important huh
1: fuck you that's Jason. not it's not my fault that, that he would have said it's never your fault okay uh but no this is really cool well done Gilvert, if you want it, check them out on Facebook. And then from uh, Gilman himself. I'm on top of the buttons today, man. Look at this from Gilman himself. Great, You don't know who sculpted it, I bet. But I'm promoting Paul Gil himself is. I don't know who sculpted it because, again, he didn't tell me. Actually, no, he did tell me. But now I forgot. It's the same guy, I think, that did uh, his
0: Rancor and stuff. Uh. What's his name? <laughs> Mike White? Michael White? I was thinking something
2: white, so it could be.
1: I think it's Michael White. All right, we'll go with that. Uh,
2: Paul
0: again, uh, <laughs> in the
2: comments, please. He's an idiot.
1: And it's the Patterson Bigfoot in his, the beginning of his cryptid line.
2: You know, this show has really gone downhill since, <laughs> since I left for a couple of episodes. What went downhill? I mean, it's going to take like 10 episodes to get us back what to went what downhill? level of excellence no, we Cank, were at.
1: As I said in the other, Jank is the show janks the show um this is really cool i there was some other patterson
2: ad- bigfoot what does that mean
0: because i know you're a conspiracy idiot well
1: why do you get mad i don't know everybody knows the patterson bigfoot no obviously not everybody knows the bigfoot video of the the bigfoot walking away like in the woods oh the stage video yes that's
2: this so, <laughs> by the way, be sure to put up here too the video uh, UFO caught on tape uh, picture I sent you because that was classic.
1: Wait, which one did you send?
2: The UFO caught on tape. I sent it to you. On, oh, uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, I also I saw the best UFO video I've seen in a long time. I saw two. And I'm not even like, can we talk about UFOs for 30 seconds? Give me 30 seconds. There's a guy flying his drone. And are you timing me? Mm, Go. Okay. The guy flying his drone and he has his drone up and you can see the horizon. This white tic-tac shaped thing just goes like from horizon past the drone in three frames. Yeah. You know what they call that? It wasn't a bird. They couldn't. Reflection. Nope, it wasn't. It's a great video. And then I saw another video of, it was an airplane of a... (laughs) With the contrail coming out the back and it was shot way up, and you see this little ball come up, look at the plane, and then take a right turn and go the anyway. All right. Anyway, Patterson Bigfoot. Um the original pictures that he sent me, they're Scott, you don't know this. The Patterson Bigfoot image the Bigfoot has some breasts in that that Bigfoot sighting. Well,
2: of course he does, because he's gotta feed himself. She,
1: she, she. Well, where's oh, a she? No, so we're big... assuming we're assuming Bigfoot's gender gender, which is probably a bad thing. So Then it would be bitch foot.
2: (laughs) I'll pay for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, All of our girl watchers. You know what else?
1: I was reading just for future reference how we can get demonetized if we ever do get monetized. And language is one of the things excessive swearing. So we might have to cut down on that one day. Anyway, and the original sculpt had the boobs in there and they just look kind of weird. This is simple and sweet and has like a nice character to it and I really like this. So this is a I think he's going to do well with this Bigfoot line or the cryptid line and the other Bigfoot stuff that he's got coming.
0: So well done all involved. Look up Gilman. Yeah, look up Bigfoot too.
1: (laughs) Shadow Creations has a new bus coming out sculpted by Lace Lee. I knew that one. I got that one. Uh, And it's from that we teased it couple episodes ago uh boris karloff tribute piece where he's shaking the hand of the monster through the mirror taken from what was that picture from
2: i'm not sure i've seen the picture but i'm not sure what it's from
1: yeah it was like a like either like, but it, just mag- been like it was a like, like a magazine or something like a It just magazine. been
2: a promo yeah. or something
1: but no um, very cool piece here we got yeah i definitely like the idea it's an original idea i i gotta say it's an original idea yeah. um and it fits in well with the other kind of stuff that's been coming out where it's the actor with the character mm-hmm. kind of together. Um, well, very cool. Very cool. No pri- I don't have there's no info on it yet price wise or anything. So when we get that, we'll let you know. The back of the piece has the uh, monster's face. Your typical Frankenstein's that. It's, what is that from? Like the movie poster originally. Uh, not really. I don't what know what do they use? because you a, see that uh, image a lot with the word, it's
2: kind it. of got that basil gogo's kind of look to yeah. it. Yeah, so,
1: oh, so hey, that's a good way to paint it. If someone's uh interested. Uh, up next, uh, Chuck Kamoka sent us a Monsters in Motion sleeve stack bust that's available there. Uh, Land of the Lost people, there's your sleeve stacks. I think Chuck sent this in just to <laughs> those are nice. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, let me read what he put. Uh. This is from, I think straight from Monsters in Motion. Here is an expert, expertly cast one-piece resin model of a slea stack bus from the original Land of the Lost TV series. You can build it as the classic green slea stack or the mysterious Enik the Brown slea stack from their distant past. Maybe as they get older they turn brown.
0: Is distant past? Is that like an oxymoron? Distant past plus distant past. Because, I mean, if if it's
1: in the past, it would be distant. Well, it could be even distant-er.
2: Distant-er?
1: <laughs> wow. Get your sleeves next. Run, and run that by your work. pal, the
2: English teacher, and see how that goes.
1: I like good words like that. Distancer. That It works.
2: All right. What do you got next? All right, this so is pretty cool.
1: This This, I don't know what I have here, and that's why I wanted to put this here. If people know anything about this stuff, please leave it in the comments. Because once again, it's those mysterious pictures out of Japan from shows, and they it's drive one hundred seventy
2: thousand dollar, one hundred seventy
1: thousand yen. Yeah. yeah, which is you want to do that fast while I'm talking? No, I don't want to do <laughs> that. You got a calculator? Um, hey, hold
0: on, I'll do it. I, I, yeah, You got the oh, go, currency go
1: calculator. So let me talk. This I just came across this, and I saw this fifty four Godzilla kind of reimagined not really just like made more realistic looking and it's badass like this is like if that's what that you could do a movie with godzilla like this and it would work like right now and i don't know it says july 24th and it's from ryo Nendosian. i don't know if i'm even saying that right it's on facebook so if you want to look it up get on there July 24th, summer one festival announcement. Number one, I received a copy rights permit on the day. Godzilla nineteen, And this is all through translator. Finished product, total height, 32 centimeters, resin, lacquer paint, enamel paint. So that's the painted one. The finished product that has been painted. I'm thinking doing a raffle since it's... So I think he raffled off this painted one. I'm not sure if there were kits available, but I wanted everyone to see this because it was so freaking cool. And then while I was clicking on that and it linked over to this other page from Zo Inc zo models and they have some awesome godzilla stuff coming out one is a godzilla 85 84 godzilla 89 which is like one of my favorite godzillas the Biollante godzilla and they have a bunch of gamera stuff some godzilla monsters like other enemies coming. in uh, and they, these are shots from the show as well and all of this again the camera there's they got all three of the newer gameras in there
2: i like the um Although you don't see it close as the uh, sea monster.
1: Yeah, the Ibera. Is that how you say it? Ibera? Ibera.
2: Byra, Ibera? Ibera, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, no one's done a great kit of that. There was a Paradise one, but no one's like, you never actually done that, I think, by itself, really well. But the Godzilla, I can't tell how like big these actually They look big. Like so, this camera, the, the first one you is, showed. Yeah.
0: 54. Thirty-two centimeters is twelve and a half inches, roughly. Okay,
1: for that one, yeah. One
2: hundred seventy thousand yen is roughly one thousand three hundred fourteen dollars yeah, ninety-seven. and I cent.
1: think that's for that painted one, that one-of-a-kind painted. One. Uh, going over to these. But that's Zoans, nice. I gotta yeah, say, I, I
2: would, I would have a hard time not buying
1: that. Yeah, me too. If it was
2: reasonably priced.
1: Me too. I just the the face just looks monstrous. <laughs> like. Love it.
2: Now I don't know. Is this stylized a little bit or? Yes, yeah. I
1: think it is. It's like brought more like into.
2: Well, like because the legs look wrinklier. You yeah, know. I think they
1: have like shit. kind of mish, mis, misfixed,
2: mismatched. Cool. I, I like like, like, some
1: of, like the newer textures with the old Godzilla. It's awesome.
2: I'm gonna send this to one of my Godzilla experts. Maybe he can shed some light. Ask. You know who else these... might, Robert uh, Trock might be able to. Help yeah, Robert
1: out. Trock. if you know what this stuff is? And this Zo stuff. Because I love this Gamera 3 that's here and this Godzilla eighty four, eighty five. That that one. I would say 84, 85 because it came out 84 in Japan and 85 here. I remember seeing that Godzilla movie with my one grandma. Um, great stuff. It looks like the jaw moves on this one. I don't see height or anything else on these, but man, really cool. And then the other thing that was on there, which will come up later in our episode here, is they're re-releasing Nirasawa's Man chrysalis as a pre-painted something, and they had his grandfather. Like there was like a little like introduction from his grandfather talking about this on one of the pages. I just wanted to see people that uh, maybe there's hope for some of this old Nirasawa stuff coming back through this company. So, ZO models. Yeah, I don't know what this piece is, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's an like uh, Nirasawa's one of his old sculpts. And I think, I don't even know if it was released through future or not. Um, but to see them bringing this stuff back is just, I hope, I hope more stuff like that comes out, but that's what I got there. On to our well winner. You want to take us, walk us through the land of cartoons, Scotty The land of cartoons and
2: Hanna-Barbera and our friend. Well, has been busy, 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 busy
0: as always. um, this is an older
2: Hanna-Barbera character, Hanna-Barbera character Loop-de-loop, the wolf.
0: And uh,
2: I just printed one of these up for a client, and uh prints up really well, especially if you print it the size the guy wants, not the size you initially did it at. <laughs> so that's another whole long story. But anyway, um, real easy print, but really, again, nice, clean,
0: well-engineered piece. Um,
2: you know, I I mean what can I say about this guy that I haven't already? Okay. Yeah. And then if we move on to the Jetsons, we have we the updated feature yep. that the um Rosie the Maid and Mr. Spacely uh extension pieces are now also available separately and comes with you can attach them to this piece or you can display them that little bottom arm will come off and you can just display them on their own. So um, those did, are now available as well.
1: He does such and, a good job uh, coloring. It's pretty. decent. Oh, his nice. renders
2: are beautiful. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. The The robot uh, his, looks his
2: renders beautiful. are beautiful. And then another one just came out and I remember telling him he had to do this after he did El Cabong was a uh, quick draw McGraw. Yeah. And you know, most people always do quick draw kind of walking or something, or just standing straight up and down
1: mm-hmm.
2: so this is he's got the guns going, and I just I really like this piece um it's It's simple but really nice I, so, he's uh, saying,
1: "I'll make you famous <laughs> That's what <he's> saying. yeah, <laughs> so I'm trying to make him famous i yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get the guy uh and then right as we were coming on, I saw this yes and hence the quality is a little blurry but it's pulled from a facebook story
2: yeah and uh yeah it's a woody woodpecker piece coming to his patreon but you can also probably buy from him uh direct so he's busy and i know there's another piece i think the galaxy trio okay is coming
1: as well so we'll probably have that in the next episode okay from cg blade and pseudoverse creations they have prints available uh from we make monsters and the first one, they—I have other ones, but the first one—he's kind of doing a little uh, sale here. Uh, the Gorgon, which looks like your classic old garage kit, and we have some stills from the movie. But here's the kit, and then let me read what he sent: the Gorgon Hammer Films 1-6 scale sale is going on until February twenty-fourth. Here are the details: there is a code for fifteen percent off the regular price only for Model Club TV subscribers and their families. Gorgon fifteen is the code at checkout. Um so yeah he's running a sale on the Gorgon. So let me repeat that again. Gorgon 15 is the code at checkout for the We Make Monsters through Pseudiverse Creations in CG Blade. Comment Scott. This is I I think if you painted I, I this think quick, what
2: you said is exactly right. It looks like a classic garage kit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it does. So the really likenesses look pretty cool. And I think if you painted it up like this almost like Basil Gogo style thing mm-hmm. yeah, that would look really nice
2: never seen the movie so i don't know but it's i've uh, never seen it either Thanks so next you. i found this and when you put this picture up uh make it uh horizontal or vertical instead of horizontal What is but this? uh
1: <laughs> when i first i was like oh <laughs> what is this
2: uh so this is and you know i know all you 80s gen what is it z what are you gen x x x, x. Okay, whatever X-Men. Um, you know, you're all stuck on Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and uh That's still Land little... of the Lost. But before yeah. that we had um, cool stuff like HR Puffin stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And one of the cool things about HR Puffin stuff was the talking flute, Freddie the flute. And just screwing around. Oh, I found this is this. a flute. This is a flute. I right. thought it
1: was something else.
2: Of course you did. And the little divots in it, because the flute was jeweled. So the little divots are in there, so you can go to Hobby Lobby or something, buy rhinestones and put them in there. You can filament print this, too, in some of the silk filament, like I've shown before mm-hmm. here. As a matter of fact, where is it? I just had it here today, because I showed you that. Hey,
0: look, I printed this. finally. are you it? The silk gold. Lost it already. Oh, here it is. So, for those of you not
2: familiar with filament printing it's like you're printing actual plastic it's it's almost melting it and layering well it is melting it layer so but they have what they call silk filament and it prints almost metallic yeah and this is uh this is kind of a yellow gold or orange gold metallic silk and you get a really nice finish in this so you could print something like this in this too um because I printed this dragon also in the same stuff.
1: Now we're back to the dragon, huh?
2: I love the dragon. I got to fondle the dragon at least once an episode. So, um,
1: so be good to print. it would be
0: good to print like that. Um, but it was kind of cool. And it's only a $3 STL.
2: Oh, cool.
1: So, okay. Um, check that out. And then Cipriano, the, the class.
2: Mr. Cipriano, and I know we touched on this last time, but there is a sale that's still going on, I think, through February or into February. 50% off, so it's $25 class. So if you like Tony's last two classes, there's another one. Should be finished. Um, they're running a little behind. Um, Tony lost his pup, I believe, of 15 years, Sophie. Oh, no. And interesting story about Sophie, and kudos to Tonya's wife, and of course you're a dog hater, so you wouldn't appreciate this. Not a dog hater. <laughs> Sophie is a miniature sound. and when she was, I think, two or three, she hurt herself, and they had that back surgery and everything. Long story short, she lost the use of her back legs. Okay, A lot of people at that point in time would put a dog down and, and figure it's a quality of life issue. Tony and his wife, Suzanne went the other way and they bought her a custom wheels and, um, they would have to three or four times a day. Tony's wife would have to express her bladder so she can empty her bladder. Okay. And, uh, but the dog lived a normal life. I don't know how they do it. So don't ask. Cause I don't know how you do that, but, um, but the dog lived a normal life chasing stuff with her wheels behind her and running, and they would take her for walks in a stroller and stuff like that, and she would boss around all the bigger dogs they had over the years so um yeah, condolences to Tony, that was his baby girl ah, and, sorry uh, so and you know what i I told Tony this you guys didn't give up on that dog where well, most people would have yeah, and uh so good you know kudos to him. Yeah, so, uh, sure. so hopefully the class will get back on track here and finished up. And, um, so now the next up,
1: I guess, are some paint jobs we've uh, seen. Yeah. I had to share this. This is like, it was beautiful. Dude. And look at the size of it. I know. So let me just read what this is from land studio and it's, his name's Michael. I can't land studio. So please, I know he's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. Go check out his work. Amazing painter but I came across this and it just jumped out at me. It is so well painted that it doesn't look real. And you have to look at it in his hand, like to really, truly appreciate.
0: Yeah. That's how, what got me.
1: The, the, how good how that is. How small it is. How yeah. small it is. And how just like, cause when you look at a picture of this, this by itself, you're like, Oh, that's huge. It's Photoshopped. It's airbrushed. It still might be like, I think he hands I was just going to
2: ask you know, because we have this conversation coming I, up, honestly, Mike, I think well,
1: it's all brush painted um, yeah. or maybe maybe a little bit of airbrush in there, but I actually, I think there's a how to or step by step in in his Instagram or on his Facebook page. Um, but please go check out his work when I talk about people being amazing painters or things that i've seen, this is one of those things that just jumped out at me, and I wanted to share this with everybody, so land studio, Michael. Amazing, simply amazing. I'm sure you don't watch our dumb show <laughs> or have any idea who we are. But if this gets back to you and you think we're trying to steal your picture or anything, it's all out of honor. And this is just beautiful. And I want people in our side of the world, non miniature people, to really see what. Like, I mean, look at the, Dude, the eyes. Dude, it's great. Cra- it hurts to look at. That's how good it is. It's just,
0: oh, drool, drool. And the company it's from,
1: they sell their miniatures sell out within seconds. I tried to get one once and it was gone within. They only they do really limited. And again, stuff. You look
2: at that and go, is that cast? Is that printed? It's cast.
1: It's cast. They do yeah. castings of stuff. And it's Ignis art is the uh, look up Ignis art as well on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, great stuff they have, but most of it's almost always sold out. Uh, they do really limited runs of things and they have this was the box art for it. And I, I can't even. Oh my god. It's so good. Um and then you found this
2: one. I found this one on I saw on it too,
0: but you grabbed
2: site. it. site. Uh Jeff, and I don't want to screw up his last name. I can't see yeah. It. It's uh F-A-R-A-O-N-E. Okay. So Jeff, if I screw Or Ferone? Farone. But there's an
0: A in there, so I don't you know. Um okay. so he took
2: his Pestilence um Pestilence Labs. Hit the button. Pestilence Labs. Creature from the Black Lagoon kit. Uh, Shanna and Mark Worthling Notice Shanna's name went first. Um, but anyway, I believe that kit is still available. I think there's still a few of those left. And he decided to paint his, like, the glow box art. It's like looking at the box art. It's amazing. It is just amazing. Uh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah, it, that, it's gorgeous. And it just goes to show how really... What a versatile kit this is. Again, like we showed Matt Kay's last mm-hmm. week, this one this week. The cool things you can do with these box art tribute pieces. Um, yeah, well done. Kudos. Kudos!
0: Yeah,
2: and this is the kind of stuff that makes me, by the way, never want to paint.
0: <laughs> and then this one? Which leads me to this one, also makes me
2: never <laughs> want to paint. Okay. From Matt Morozic. Yep. Matt's custom models, and Matt's got, I didn't realize this, Matt's got a shit ton of Facebook how-tos, or not Facebook, YouTube how-tos. Okay, yep. And so if you want to link that do. here. Um, and I ask him a few questions on this one. I'll have the information
1: it, down below. Unfortunately,
2: this is not an STL that's available. It's a kit. And um, so here's what I like. and, and Well, first of all, I'm going to say I think the paint job is perfect. Okay. When they started painting some of these things and these, like, kind of metallic finishes, I was kind of on the fence. I thought it was cool on some stuff and some stuff it wasn't. This, it works for me. I don't know why it works for me. And the base, and just the, the base, like, if you see the bottom half of the base, how the finish mat gets on that and, you know, the shine on that, it, it's just, I don't know. His work is really clean. I asked him what he used to mask stuff off, and he says, eh, Just masking tape and a new X Acto knife. So, um, I have he's a got some you'll videos on masking. I,
1: I have a feeling he'll bring it.
2: And then, um, what I want to say about this, what I like about this piece. Okay. First of all, I'm going to say just the one thing I don't like about this piece, and that is too muscular.
0: Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of.
2: And, and you see this a lot in 3D sculpts now. But, okay, is, stuff
1: is too on. muscular. Okay. I, but I think it fits a very... Like, if you look up a comic drawing of Spider-Man, not your Spider-Man, but a more recent Spider-Man.
2: What I do like about this, it's classic Spider-Man costume. And I showed this picture of the back because you see that spider on the back? That's classic John Romita Spider-Man costume. Same with the eyes, same with the mask um this is what i really love about this piece okay if this piece was available reasonably priced because i think this is one of those high-priced superhero things from these other guys yeah i would probably buy this piece there's also a version as you can see the two versions one has his hands clenched in a fist yeah one they're open and i think there's different heads available too
1: and they just plug in so. yeah I it
2: but I, I don't know. And, you know, if you're a fan of the style painting, this is beautifully done.
1: I, I think the metallic works perfectly because it, it mimics the way that the, the colors work in a comic. Mm-hmm. It creates those highlights where they need to be. And I think it works. You're right. It works perfectly. on. So really nice work, Matt. And
2: yeah. Maybe we'll get Matt on one of these days, too.
1: All right, we, uh, we're going to skip the workbench because of time issues, because we have our interview, It's so we're going to be a really long episode already. Well, why don't we just Look talk about time. your workbench for a minute there? Why? Oh, okay. Okay, hey, so what did you have on your workbench? Though? I finished the uh, Dot from Animaniacs yeah, yeah, a month ago, but I never, I kept forgetting to show it, never showed it. I showed it, the in-progress stuff, so I did finish it, and I got that off to uh, Lori over at the comics
2: an amazing fantasy books and comics in frankfurt illinois
1: and i took some quick pictures and i totally forgot uh, they were on my phone
2: Lori even has a tattoo of this um and uh it's turned out i you know what i mean you know i realize you sucked up and didn't give me any credit for this idea even though it was my idea but um i will say you did a really nice clean job of well thank you uh,
1: i appreciate it
2: I was right did down use? the
1: day. Scott what complimented
2: you, me. What did you use to mask this off? Because I
1: didn't, uh, where or
2: did you freehand the black? I freehanded the
1: black and the white, everything. Wow. The only thing I masked off was where the like the plugs for the hand, so no paint got on it mm. and the neck. Everything else was freehand. I didn't mask it. Okay. All
0: right. So that's a workbench. That's good enough.
1: That's good. Yeah. We're right out of time. So, we have a great interview for you. Uh, I reached out to Mike Swistak of Cthulhu Gizzard Customs uh, a while back. And we finally, because, again, holiday stuff and everything going on, uh, wanted him to come on as a guest. So we haven't had a guest in a while. <laughs> Fun interview. Uh, enjoy. Joining us now is Mike Swistak. How are you, sir?
3: Hello, Jason. Scott. How's it going, guys? Hey,
1: Mike. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this it's kind of been in the works for a little while. I talked to you like about a month ago, and I'm, I'm glad you're finally yeah. able to join us. Been enjoying seeing your work online for a very long time. Bought some stuff recently, and I thought, hey, we got to get you on. So thank you for coming and agreeing to sit down with us two knuckleheads for about an hour.
0: Oh, thank you
1: What, yeah. what part of the country are you in? I'm in New Jersey. Good old Jersey. Oh, a Jersey guy. Oh, oh. another
2: Jersey guy. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> yeah. We're at New Jersey.
3: Well, uh, well, I was born and raised in Raleway, New Jersey, the place with the jail. But now I live a town over in Winfield, a little right between like Linden, Clark area.
1: Is this near Jersey Devil area or far away from there?
3: Yeah, yeah well, Jersey Devil area is more down south with the Pine Barrens. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm more up, upper middle New Jersey, kind of.
1: More mobster area? Like... Near Elizabeth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, Jason, Jersey's the size like Chicago. So it's like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, how did you get started? Did yeah. you start out as a painter or did you start out as a sculptor?
3: Okay. I started as a painter. Um, technically, I started painting like Warhammer 40K and D&D miniatures when I was like 15 years old. I got a job in a place called the Game Room. Okay. And it was a store that sold all games and Warhammer stuff, and that was it. So I started painting at like 15 on the lead miniatures. Man, loved it.
1: Okay. Personal question: How old are you now?
3: I am 50 now.
1: Okay, we're about the same age. So we started. So you're an old games workshop guy from way back when, like all that kind of stuff and D and D, and that's cool. Me too. Since Scott has no idea what we're going to talk about for the next 10 seconds, what's your what's your favorite (laughs) Warhammer faction? What Are you a fantasy guy or are you a 40K guy?
3: No, 40K, definitely 40K.
1: Okay, so in 40K, um, what's, your, what's your go-to army? I've never played, but I've painted millions. What do you like the most?
3: Yeah. I mean, the thing that gets me the most, I, I always love Nurgle, the chaos and Nurgle, but I mean, like, the thing that brought me back after years of not having anything to do with it were, like, the knights. You know the big, the, the big oh the yeah, the big giant robot. Cars.
1: I'll throw a picture up here so everyone in Garage Kit World knows what we're talking about. Because they, it's yeah, just you and I at this point. The I, big knights, those are great. The nerd, so those chaos, those new chaos knights look really, really good too.
3: Awesome, awesome! Yeah. They blow me away how they're doing these plastic miniatures now. The detail in the plastic miniatures—it blows it's, my mind what they're doing.
1: I wish more Garage Kit guys would take a moment to just like pick up one of those model kits. And put one together because they are insane with the amount of detail and parts and engineering quality is amazing on some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Warhammer's great. I'm an orc guy. I love orcs. Anything orc (laughs) and Nurgle, that's me. So that's cool. Yeah. So you started painting. How did you find garage kits?
3: Well, from hanging out with all the dudes at the store that were into (laughs) the miniatures and stuff. We heard about this thing called Horathon in New Jersey. And it was like this first little resident model kit show that was held in a theater. And we went to it. And my mind was blown. And this was, you know, this was 1990, 89, 90. This was early. So mm. there wasn't much. But just from seeing the few early golden age era garage kits, my mind was blown. And... I don't know. I don't even know if I came home from the first show with the ra- yeah, no, I did. I came home with uh the the demon bunny rabbit it, coming out of the top hat from Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah. A garage kit, little tiny guy, terrible kit, but awesome sculpt, <laughs> but totally air bubbly, probably been recasted eight times because I <laughs> believe that was a Japanese kit originally. I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: Historian, what? do you remember this? I you know, I know the kid he's talking about. Um It's one in it's I remember seeing that picture in Terry Webb's book over and like
2: Yeah, and if it was in Terry yeah, Webb's, its not big, it was Yeah. If it wasn't in the early books, it probably was a Japanese uh yeah kit that got yeah jacked around yeah. quite a bit.
1: So <laughs> Yep.
3: Yeah. Cause it was, it was a mess. It was a terrible, terrible quality kit. But I mean, you know, this was the early, early days.
1: Yeah. We haven't talked, we talk about it on the show once in a while, but I don't think people, I mean, and Scott, you can talk about this too. People don't realize how bad kits used to be sometimes, or they have purposely forgot how bad they were.
3: Yep. 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 No, every single kit you got, you were filling, you were doing major seam lines. You were filling stuff. But, I mean that was kind of the i didn't care because i was so excited to have yeah. a resin model kit that it was part of the fun if i had to spend the, and that doing that is what led to me sculpting because it started with me just getting milliput to fill in air bubbles and to fix offset seam lines but then it quickly morphed into well i could add a little more detail <laughs> and and that that was where the sculpting came into definitely
1: both, real quick can you think of like the worst kit you've ever had well scott hasn't built what's the worst Ooh. kit you've seen scott I and mean, what's the worst kit you've ever built not to like point fingers at people because that's just how it was
3: i i had to build a armored batman versus predator kit in the early 90s early to mid 90s for a friend of mine rich hilliard he, he got the kit and he was going to paint it, but he's like, "Dude, I'm not. This thing needs so much resculpting and so much." So I took it on, and that actually it, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun because it was a lot of just filling in armor and re, you know. But that was probably one of the roughest kits I've ever worked on.
2: Yeah, resin from the grave Kong versus T Rex would be the one that I go to. <laughs> oh. it's a beautiful kit, but it's.
1: I, I think mine is the Doctor Chenard from netherworld i the, just oh, that that God. big base and the offset on the two parts was like an inch and you had to yeah. somehow like smooth it out and then just the detail on the suit like i would, like i wish more people could kind of see maybe one of these days i'll dig out if scott do you have any resin from the grave yeah i have any? that i still have that one we should do that for the next uh, what's in the bin is pull that out and show people some of those things so once you started sculpting How did, like, explain how you got going on that and where the idea for Cthulhu Gizzard and everything, like, where that all came from.
3: I think I I was, like, sculpting on a, I had a Simon Lee kit. I think it was Becoming, that kit, one of his early Simon Lee crazy metamorphosis guy kits he had.
1: I have it sitting in a box right over there. I wish I could grab it. Yeah. (laughs) I could show everybody.
3: And there was a lot there was a lot of places that had really, really bad seam lines on it and had missing detail. So I just started adding some, like, just, you know, adding some little bit of kind of weird, fleshy details to go with it. And I probably got carried away. I might have added more than I should have added to it. <laughs> like, I added a whole extra mandible jaw coming out with actual little tiny shark teeth in it and stuff. But one of these days, I got to dig it out and revisit that. But that kind of started it. And then I quickly decided, oh, I can sculpt now. Mm." (laughs) So I tried sculpting like an alien from the Alien movies head. And it was atrocious. It was terrible. It was unsymmetrical. It didn't look right. And it upset me so much. I kind of stopped sculpting, you know? Yeah. And for years, I didn't sculpt. I would, again, I would do repairs and things, but it wasn't until, I guess, probably about eight years ago. And... I would, I would still been buying resin kits like crazy. I mean, I've been addicted to buying other people's resin kits for 35 years. So always was doing that. Um, I bought a kit from a guy, Todd Carlin on Facebook, the thumbprint studios or fingerprint studios and, uh, and hooked up with him and then ended up painting some kits for him and painting some kits for another guy. And they invited me to the Jersey fest show. And this is maybe six years ago, seven years ago at this point. And when I went there and saw it all, man, it just got me again to be back into it. And and that was really, I said, you know what? Maybe I, I should start try sculpting again. And that was it. I just started it and didn't, this time didn't get discouraged from one ugly sculpture. This time I just did it, did it, didn't, didn't instantly try to produce my first one as a kit like I tried to do 30 years earlier and just sculpted it put it aside if it wasn't good cool just sculpted a new one sculpted a new one and then then it started working a little bit better for me
1: going back just a little do you have any sort of art background what like what do you do for a career before that like
3: uh well now this is it full time Um, okay i did always want to be an artist i always liked art um when i graduated high school i actually went to the school of visual arts in manhattan
0: oh wow okay cool
3: my idea was I wanted to be in special effects. I always loved monster movies and makeup and monsters so much that I went there, went through the film department, and that was a goal. The thing was that I had been dating Jen, my wife, all through high school. And to make it in the film industry in the early 90s was kind of like you either go out to California or you, you're not in the film industry. So I decided she, had, she graduated college a year before me and got a good job teaching so i gave up on that to stay home and stay with her and be with her and got a job doing uh displays for trade shows and amusement parks with that guy rich hilliard that i mentioned earlier an artist so, so I we almost 10 years out of college
1: we almost have the exact same life story which is so strange <laughs> so i became an art teacher your wife's art teacher i don't think mike was in a traveling no, gay body show well, or whatever you Maybe we haven't got to that point now it wasn't good <laughs> OK, it, well, well what, what, no, someday. I'm there sorry,
2: some, not a gay not, bondage, but it was a traveling bondage. Right? But
1: I had the exact same thing. I went to college thinking like I wanted to do special effects as well. And I, I started I went to the art department at the college. And then was like, went in the sculpting class. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to go to Joe Blasco and check out that school and went down to Florida Universal Studios where Joe Blasco was. Have I told this story, Scott, on the air? No. ever? no. So otherwise
2: I'd be asleep already.
1: I hate you. So I went to Joe Blasco and a friend of mine had gone like the week before to go, to go interview for the school, basically. And I'm just a dumb kid. Like I was 18 years old. I don't know how, like I get down there and it's the same thing. It's like, you're either going to be here or you're going to be in California. And I'm like, I don't want to go to California. I want to kind of work on stuff in Chicago. I don't want to leave. And I'm, I'm not sure. And then this guy totally the guy that was like the vice president at the time of Joe Blasco was the guy interviewing all of us. And he told me a story about how some photographer screwed up his headshots and he had a gun in his desk and he was going to threaten this guy with his gun and all this stuff. And I'm like, but my friend who had gone the week before or two weeks before the guy told them the exact same story. And it just totally put me off as like, this is just some Hollywood dude. Talking out his ass. I don't want to go to school for this guy. And like, and it instantly, like he goes, well, I can't recommend you for the school because, you know, I didn't like suck up his bullshit like he wanted. And it, it totally put me off to that. And then uh, right around that time is when I started getting into garage kits as well. So, and then I went into teaching art. (laughs) So it's like, that's cool. I, I, it's, and, and I always, and you probably feel the exact same way with, with the TV show face off. And, like, all this other stuff and YouTube, all this stuff that has happened since we were young, that would have made special effects, getting into special effects yeah. so much easier. There's, And I, I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man, but I am a, with this, is that kids these days,
0: yeah, no, they but,
1: have so many more opportunities to get into that kind of stuff than we did. And it's, it sucks. But here yeah. we are. You know, things worked out.
3: Probably saved my life working out this <laughs> way. because. I've never been happier than with my wife. We got a good thing going. Been together 35 years now. That's and Congratulations. If I went to Hollywood <laughs> at 25 years old, I'd be dead from drug abuse. I'd be I'd be dead 15 years now. So <laughs> I she keeps me here in Jersey. keeps me safe,
1: keeps me calm. It works good. I yes, I get you. I get high school yeah. sweethearts. That's awesome.
2: Gets, gets out of line. She hits the shock collar. He falls right back. That's it. okay. That's exactly. That's That's exactly why he's got the correct. big beard. There's a shock collar under there, and yeah. when he, <laughs> hides he, he hides it, yeah, he hides it, and then when when he gets out of line, just, you know.
1: that's fantastic. Oh my god! Once in a
2: while, you're getting a little trigger happy there, Jen. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> man uh,
1: that's
0: not that's that's true. It's it's 100 true.
1: Thinking back, what are some oh. of your favorite kits that you've ever built? Things not not the ones you've done. We're going to get into Whoa. that, but like just like. So, in your collection of model kits, what are some of your favorite? Like, what's your favorite subject matter? What do you like to collect? What do you like to build?
3: Okay, my always my favorite were like the future models, man. Takaya <laughs> Nirasawa. Um, the, the, I got a, I got a steamer trunk in my basement where I've got almost every single one of them original unbuilt oh, wow. kits. Okay, in a box um Now we know where to go. Built, like
1: when you, yeah, <laughs> when you go yeah, missing. Yeah. Could you give us that address, yeah, Mike? Address? Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I got my first. The one I'm one I built, and I, my favorite is probably still is is sitting now. Um, that's a great kid. Built that 30 years ago, and I still I got it. One of these days, I got to take it apart, clean it, and rebuild it and repaint it now. But that's one of my favorite. Like now, I have the ambassador servants that could go on the side when I redo it. So, but those are hard to find. Oh, you could find. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had all that stuff since the Chiller like ninety two, ninety three Chiller Theater shows in Jersey. Oh wow, I was buying them from the future model guys, dude. There for two or three years, they actually came from Japan. They came and to them. didn't
1: they
2: have girls with them?
3: Yeah, for, they came are they? to Resinhead Fest. Yeah, or they came girls.
1: to yeah. Future? Did they go to um, Wonderfest once?
3: I think they did. They're I've Resonance. never been to Wonderfest, but I believe they did. I believe, yeah, they I did, believe they did. It the was, day. it
1: was, uh, yeah, yeah, they did have girls. Yeah, oh man,
0: yeah, but, beautiful um, girls. What, what's funny is
1: none of you know none of those
2: things are they're beautiful, you know, and I'm familiar with what they all are. Um, I don't own any of them. I was, but a- yeah, I I don't. But I will say of all of them, Sitting Hell is probably my favorite one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like awesome.
1: It's in the awesome. pantheon of garage kits, it's probably like it's in that top ten, right? Like, it,
2: you know, it, I mean i i yeah, like yeah. Uh, I like the Soriana stuff too. Uh, some of it, the uh the, yeah, the big women, yeah. and yep. I, you know, yep. and I like the Lady Slave, even though it's a little over the top. For some reason, I just always saw. Yeah. It. It's a nice sculpt. I could never display it in my house, so I never bought one. But yeah, it's
3: yeah. oh, we have a bunch of those too that I bought for Jen. Yeah, and, it, still have it, and to it's and it's just
2: and it, it's not that I'm a prude or anything. And like I say, I look at it and go, I was just really, I don't know, the the pose on that lady slave was just so elegant. Yeah, I mean, and for yeah. what it was, and it was still so elegant, you know. Yeah. And the commando, I I think I just always liked the idea of the commando. uh, I
1: just sold my commando last Wonderfest, remember? Oh, I had. I'm like I'm never gonna build it, and I sold it to Jen to uh, uh, Jen's yeah yeah, to Jen's porner out in. So it it went Ah. to Germany, (laughs) which is cool.
3: Which is someone who appreciated it,
1: so that's good. Yeah, oh, man.
3: I don't mind selling them if I know they're going to somebody who really likes them. Really? He's going to love the kit. Like I love it. So.
1: Man, I miss, there's really no, like in your opinion, is there anyone that we haven't really had anyone on that that can talk about future stuff. So it, I don't think there's anyone really that fills that hole in the hobby. There's a, like, can you think of anyone? There really isn't.
3: No, I mean, mano gk is starting supposedly to release stuff again there was that's basically i think what remember if you remember the hell painter guys Mm -hmm. back in the day Mm -hmm. who were painting other people's stuff but then started releasing some of their own kits and i have a bunch of those too and then i believe they started doing mano gk and that was like soichi was one of their big soldiers he did a lot of like uh the pre mantis woman thing, which is insane.
1: Yeah, that thing's really nice. Insane there are, detail. On they it. do. They're very, they're probably the closest. I think you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then even like in 3d yeah. print world, there isn't a lot. It's mostly superheroes and girls. There isn't a lot of like just future kind of stuff, yeah. which I wish there would be. There, you'll find some of that in the miniature, like 3d print. There's some guys that are putting out some cool stuff, but, man, I miss Future so much. I wish they would come back. Uh,
2: anyway. Uh, what I liked about Dreams. any of that uh, stuff from Japan is the quality. And, and even with the Godzilla oh, yeah. and the and the anime kits, uh, the quality of that stuff is just amazing. Yep. It yep. was always way beyond. Yes.
1: I yes. think my favorite thing about Future is the smell. Like, am I the only one? Yeah. Their kit smelled different than is. everyone else's. No, they got a unique resin. They had a very unique resin smell to it. And you knew yeah. it was when you opened that box, it was like, ah, future kit. <laughs> like, and only future guys yep. kind of know. Like, it smells like, uh, I, do you have a damaged Zeram? Yes. Uh, me too. I got yes one from I Dan do. when he sold it. Okay. That's, I'm gonna, I that's my, I'm gonna I, have paint the, that. I have
3: the, I have the damaged Zerum of Zerum one. Uh-huh. And I have the big giant crazy damage Zerum from Zerum two, the Batman one.
1: Oh, I don't have the Bat one. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Or no, that's the one Wait, which is the bust where he's like this?
3: The one where he's kind of holding his chest open and he's got the, that that's one or the two. Batman that's two.
1: That's the one I have.
3: The, that's the one I have. And
1: yeah, then I have the, the original one where he's standing.
3: Yeah, and yep. And then the the damage one is the one where it's the, the crazy zero one wide brimmed hat upside down. And there's like a whole like skeletal. I never had that one. You got that, that too. Oh, yeah. I'm sculpting some new zero pieces based on that stuff right now. It was part of my last 31. I just
1: got to finish them up. But, so yeah, let's start there. Like three new people. You're, you're 31 heads of Halloween that you do. How did you get that idea? Yeah. And then kind of explain people. And then if people can go see some of that stuff, where's the best place to see that? Like on their own, if they want to go through okay. your
3: work. i honestly started because when I first started sculpting again, about eight years ago, the way I did it was, and I'm really, really, really freaking OCD. Like everything in my life has got to be, I don't know, dude, I'm nuts, but it works. It's the one thing I've learned to focus my insane stubbornness and my OCD into my art. And it, it grew. So, okay. but, the first time I decided to start sculpting again is I sculpted one little like quarter scale skull relief that I liked and it worked. So that was it. I did that for six days in a row. I'm going to sculpt until I sculpt something I don't like. And that was it. I sculpted six skulls. I liked them and molded them up. So that, that really started the the 31 heads, this this sculpting for like one week straight. So a months went by maybe half a year. And I decided I started seeing people talking about this 31 days of like inktober where they're drawn and stuff. Yeah. And I said to my well, I said to my wife, I was like, you know what? That would really, that would really be a good way for me to get better at sculpting. If I'm doing it every day and not painting every day for a month and see what happens. And that's where it came from. So that October, which was, I guess what's six or seven years ago now, I I did it. I sculpted the, again, they're, you know, they're at first they were real small and really just kind of sketches, but, uh, and I didn't intend to mold them up. They were just one-off sculpt sculpted with epoxy clay with magic sculpt, but I'll be damned if 26 of the 31 didn't sell right off quick. (laughs) So once that happened, I said, well, okay, maybe I should do that again, but this time mold them up. And then that's, that's really how it started. It started as an exercise to get better at sculpting. But then that first year, all but five of them sold. And the five that didn't sold were ones I really didn't want to sell. And I kept and I molded those up. So it ended up being like really good for me.
1: Yeah, it's great to watch when I was watching, the, like following along when you were doing that stuff, just to watch you go through. And each day, knowing <laughs> there's something else coming, I'm like Man, it's a lot of work. But man, that, that, yeah. they turn out great. If people want to see it, Facebook or Etsy, where's the best place to see that stuff?
3: Either Facebook or Instagram on either of my Mike okay. Swiss Stack or my Cthulhu page. I have them on both of them. I What's think your Instagram on Facebook, account? Actually, Instagram is Cthulhu Gizzard. Okay. Or Mike Swiss Stack, but between the Mike and the Swiss Stack is one of them little like a dash, but the low dash. Okay. Um, I'm
2: looking at the Etsy page right but now. But on where I where, think we were talking too. So that's there as well for folks. Do you exactly. sketch this stuff first, Mike, or do you just start with a blob of clay and whatever comes to your head while you're doing it?
3: You, you... Uh, I, I almost never sketch anything drawing-wise. I do draw a little tiny bit, but no. Honestly, what I normally do is almost every stuff that I do, I start with a resin cast skull that I sculpt.
0: So okay.
3: like those skulls that I sculpted initially, I cast them. And then I use those skulls as armatures for everything. So at this point, I have like 15 different skulls from one sixth scale. Yep. My little guy, I just did up to like big one third scale and half scale skulls and and molded them all up and cast them. Anytime I'm going to start, especially with the 31 heads, they all get based on one of my resin cast skulls. Now, most of those we'll get pulled out of a mold and then dremeled all the detail will get dremeled off it. So it's basically starting like a, a skull armature where it has no detail, no teeth on it. Um, Depending on what I'm sculpting, I may have to take a lot away from, but everything I start is basically started on one of my skull armatures. This way I don't have to wrestle with uh, symmetry and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which helps a lot during the 31. Cause if I just started with a lump of clay for the 31, I'd waste hours just trying to get that at a base shape, you know, where I, yeah. So almost everything starts with a skull.
2: Right. And and where did Jennifer get the nickname Squid and why?
3: Uh but <laughs> because uh all the way back from when we were kids in high school screwing around, I always she would she'd all hug up on me and I'd be like, damn, it's like a squid grabbing me. <laughs> and uh it just That's always stuck and she loves squids and octopuses, so that ended up becoming her, her artist name. That's awesome. but you asked me earlier about Gulu Bizard. I hate to admit it, but Gulu Bizard was me and a friend from high school sitting around drunk one night at about three in the morning when I had a Sega Dreamcast, and it was the first video game system I ever had where you could actually attempt to go online. Yep. So we're <laughs> sitting there drunk one night and like, all right, I gotta come up with a good online name, and of course, I've always been all my life huge Lovecraft fan. Yeah. So I'm like, well it's gotta be something with Cthulhu and something, you know, and I always had a bit of a belly on me, so I don't know, Cthulhu Gizzard just popped <laughs> in there. So technically that was like my gamer tag for playing online video games back in uh oh I don't even know, I guess the late nineties now, whenever that Yeah, that was, was
1: uh around two thousand I think when Dreamcast. It had to be late nineties, early two thousands.
3: Okay, yeah. Do you
1: remember yeah. what game that was you were getting on? Was it Fantasy Star Online? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I definitely played a lot of Fantasy Star on that one. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. It might have been Fantasy Star. I
1: love that game. Might
3: very well have been.
1: Do you have a favorite piece that you've done? I
3: got two or three pieces that I really want to revisit. Um possibly my favorite thing I've ever done was one of my Biden coughs. I might have sent it like the zombie bust tie with all of the hoses. Yes. That was a one off sculpt, so I sold that and I always always kick myself that I got to go back and actually figure out a way to make a bust of that that's castable um and do I, that. Say, I wouldn't uh, want to another
0: cast, one Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, a, <laughs> that's the one I think it is
3: you know, it'd be tricky to cast yeah <laughs> um another one of my favorites was my skexis my chamberlain skexis from uh the dark crystal yep um and that's a bit of a nightmare. I mean, I can't blame nobody on that one because it was my own night being naive and not having ever really done it before. But I only got paid 250 bucks for that sculpt for that big giant. I mean, and that's like an 11 and a half inch tall sculpt that Skeksis with the dark crystal.
0: Oh, wow. And,
3: uh, and was and not never up to sell it because I sculpted it for another company to produce. So I love that kit but he's a little bit of a sour one with me, but I've already got a new one going in the progress of being sculpted. That'll be released exclusively through me. And then I don't have no worries, but I still have two of those big Skeksis. Can I make
1: a suggestion for next year's Halloween heads? Yeah. Yeah. Can you do Skeksis and dark crystal heads? That would be awesome to do like Skeksis, mystics, Gelfly, like do a Gartham, like that whole Anything like even maybe just yep. Jim Henson heads. That would be like, that'd be kind of cool. I, I want to talk about this though, for a second, just looking at okay. your paint job on here. Are, are you a yeah. brush painter? Are you an airbrush guy? Are you both? Are you uh, like, what do you uh, use?
3: I just strictly brush. Strictly. That's what I thought.
1: So I want, um, how did, like, how do you blend? Cause the blends on here are, are really nice.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it all goes back to my stubbornness back at a, at a, at a model contest in 92 at the theater. I had a guy tell me you'll never be able to hang with the airbrushers. This is when I painted my sitting hell kit and I took it in there. And, uh, and one of the judges who's a professional sculptor who I absolutely love, everybody loves him. He's one of the greatest sculptors, but he did not like my paint jobs. He thought I was lying that I didn't airbrush. And he actually told the judges and the people at Chiller that if I got the first place, he'd never be a guest judge again. So I lost oh. to uh, a lizard from Star Trek. A guy painted a lizard from Star Gorn. And he beat me, which, okay. But that it was just a single Gorn figure against this. I did a whole diorama for Sitting Hell and crazy. But they told me. Well, look, man, you're young. It's all right. You got a lot of time, but you got to learn how to airbrush. You can never hang with us airbrushers and stubborn ass that I am. So, yeah, I'll never (laughs) touch an airbrush ever. I was at a chiller theater and Casey Love was next to me running a booth and he even gave me an airbrush mic. If you ever decide to try it, here, take one of these airbrushes. I got an extra one from the thing I did. I want you to have an airbrush in your arsenal. And and I did have one from going to art school and I, I have airbrushed. To you know on flat surfaces but i just never i never felt that an airbrush did justice to the texture of the surface of a sculpture i mean to airbrush a, a smooth-skinned elvira woman perfect but to airbrush something like a sitting hill kit or something or like a future or something crazy surface detail me personally i think it does the sculpture it the service, but i'm a nut about it so
1: i agree with you 100 it's so weird i totally agree and i want people to look at this and know like you don't need an airbrush to paint well no and in no. the, the fact that you no. proved my like there has been this like push on airbrushes since we've started like you need an airbrush to oh, be able yeah. to do this you need an oh, airbrush yeah. you do not you can do things just as well if not better no. because i think a lot of people get hung up on their airbrush they're like I got to airbrush everything because oh, yes. like, and you do, you yep, definitely yep. do not. And it, there's, there's so many people out there that prove that wrong. And you're one of them. Cause this is a, I think, See, I think the opposite, so
2: well. I think it's going the other way, less airbrushing. No, I think it is too. I, I, but okay. Because like, you know,
1: you've got like Phil doesn't airbrush Rob Madison. I know doesn't airbrush. I mean, it's. That is true. But in the, in the miniature side of thing, it's the opposite of that. They're going back and they're fi- The miniature guys are just getting into airbrushes, and they're like, there's people God, that have their, their own signature. Onset, it, so. Yeah, uh, yep. and they're sitting there yeah. like airbrushing, which it's good for lighting effects and stuff, but they'll airbrush like little <laughs> stuff like this. But man, wow, okay,
2: yeah, you're lucky you can glue those together without <laughs> sticking your hands together.
1: I know. I know. Um. So when you, <laughs>
2: he's the most accident prone modeler in the world. I, guess, oh,
1: dude,
3: I was just going to say, you asked him about how I do them color blends. It's all just like wet blend. I, any paint that job that I start, I'm just wet blending the colors with the brush, stippling them together. And that's Gexis. That's just painted with cheap acrylic craft paint, folk art. And
1: see, and that's stuff. what, that's what, I, that was going to be my next question. What paint brand? And you just answered it. You, you can do amazing things with craft paint. And for like, again, it, it oh, yeah. you don't need this and you don't need, you don't craft paint works. <laughs> it totally does. Yep. Um, yep.
3: Now one thing I've always used, which helps any paint, it's kind of my magic are Winsor and Newton drawing inks. I use them on, well, I'm using them less now because I actually started using Citadel paints again after uh-huh. 30 years of not using them. And, and I've, I've been able to do away with some of my Windsor and Newton inks, but the Windsor and Newton inks are really clear and they dry like a varnish where they're a little bit shiny, but man, you water them down and you can pump up any color by just laying them over it. Now, if you lay them over it and then you do wet painting over that, you may, you start to run into issues because they reactivate. But if you do that strategically, that reactivation does magic Mm -hmm. on very light coats of paint and washes put over it. So that's where all my blends come from. A wet, wet blending first, and then inks and washes, dry brush, inks and washes, inks and washes. That's all how it's done.
1: It's more fun too. For me, I love that tack. Like I love brush painting. It feels more just natural than Citadel paints for a second. If someone paints, we've got, there's paints a big story this week. If someone's going to get into sit, uh, trying, to, uh, trying out some Citadel colors, is there a certain color that's like your go-to Cut co- Like this This is my color I use for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Like which colors do you recommend people picking up? And I wonder if they're the same ones I've recommended in the past.
3: Well, I started with just getting some of the, the little box sets that they made, like the, the Space Marine slash Necron box set. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that I'm most impressed with are the contrast paints. Uh, I use the like uh, the Agarax Earthshade and those browns and those rust colors so much um, more than probably any yep. other one. Yeah, man. And, the, and just what the contrast ones do, like even on bone, I used to have like a a 10 step process of dark browns, lighter browns, camel color, white, then ink them down with a red brown ink and then dry brush again. Now I prime it gray. And I take the one bone, the contrast bone color. Uh, I forget what they, the skeleton names are crazy. It yes. Horde? Yeah. It might yeah. be skeleton horde and just paint that over the gray, let it dry, and then just go back from there and start tweaking. All right. Amazing. The contrast paints are amazing. Yeah. I,
1: I, I totally agree. These are agrax, agrax earth shade. Ugh. <laughs> it's an amazing color just for like darkening and gr- griming stuff up. Their new one is
0: really yep. new for people. I'm going to recommend uh, on
1: more, more Grime is a great, just like gross kind of like yep. dirty brown, yep. green brown. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, everybody should check out some of the contrast in their, in their, uh. they're called shade paints. They're like their washes, but give them a try. Pick up a few of them. They, they just, they work. It's like magic in a bottle. Sometimes some of that stuff is just, it's beautiful what they do they are
3: they are are. um and they're expensive i mean i'm used to buying three dollar bottles of paint from buying craft paints they're expensive uh, that's one of the paints where it's worth it's worth the money they're really really good plus on a rare occasion and that's going to sound odd because i don't airbrush but i do have a real nice set of the pash posh pash
1: pache Pache.
3: paints it's like p-a-a-c-h-e yeah yeah the reason I got, they're latex-based. The reason I got those is because I had a big latex piece that I had to paint, and everybody's telling me, dude, you can't just do it with acrylic paint. It'll crack. Yeah. So I had to track down the latex paint, and even though I didn't airbrush them, I just, at first was a nightmare because they're real, like, kind of translucent. and But I started working on stippling them, and, oh, they got worked into my thing. And a lot of the flesh paint jobs I've done, have been those posh airbrush paints because again they, they really interact with each other in a neat way, being that they're latex shot. based.
1: And I've been looking for it because I was thinking about getting into making some masks. So it's good to know. I want oh, to late- are good. What's late- in, from latex Distortions? He just uses like the latex house paint, blended into his big spray gun, yeah. and just pff, yep. sprays it all down. Yep. Um, yep. I, I want to talk about Etsy for a second. Uh, okay. You have a very large, that's where you do most of your selling, right? It's through Etsy. Yep. 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 Walk us through Have you had any problems with Etsy? Is it easy? How does it work? If someone wants to sign up, like, do they like tax form wise, do they take care of that end? Like, how does it work when you set up an Etsy shop? Is it hard? Is it easy? (laughs) Like, No, honestly, it's pretty
3: easy. It's pretty easy. I've had mine for six years going now. Um, really the only thing that aggravated me is their fees are a little high. Um, but again, you just have to build that into the cost of your stuff. Um, and it, it's not just their base fees, you know, they say their base fees are 9%, but in actuality, it's like 13%. Cause if I sell something for a hundred dollars, I get $87, you know, you can, you can tell how much it is anyway. Um. You just got to build that in. Now, they do a weird thing like off site advertising. Okay. So they don't charge you to advertise, they just advertise you. And then if you get a sale through that, on top of the 13% to take, they take another 12%. Oh. <laughs> so on those sales, you're getting hit for 25% before my store
1: discount. Is and that, that's another is, secret I learned. Is that something deal. you can opt out of, or is that just how it no. is? No.
3: Wow. No. Okay. All right. You, you got no option. So that bothered me, but again, you got to and it's very rare, like probably 5 to 10% of my sales all year fall under that. Okay. So it's not much. But you do have to, you know, you have to take it into account. You definitely have to take it into account. And I also always run a sale. That's one of the other secrets I've learned. If you run a sale, it gives you better placement. They give you more like they they put your name out there more. I guess they advertise you more for free. So I kind of realized that you kind of just have to have a 10% sale running all year long and Etsy shares you more. So that I do. And now I sometimes, some months it's maybe even 20%, you know, like around Christmas I'll do 20% months. Um, But that was, you know, I I like Etsy. I I will admit that even though the fees are a little high sometimes, um, I've never had an issue where they've taken someone's side over mine they've been pretty loyal to me um
1: they pay me we're currently at 15 percent. by the pay way me. <laughs> we're 15 what are you talking about 15 we're okay. currently at 15 oh no okay
2: so wait till christmas no i'm just kidding. Fees.
3: <laughs> oh, oh my yeah my scale yes um but they're good i can't, I can't complain about Essie. i can't complain they're good and i mean i i've made i just hit a minor landmark i'm not really a bragging guy but this year I hit hundred. Now this is not this year. In six years I've been on Etsy. I've now actually sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of art to Etsy. They took their you know fifteen or twenty percent of that. So I didn't make no hundred grand, <laughs> but I actually in six years sold a hundred thousand through Etsy. So I think that's you know that's congratulations that is huge too. Than thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. That's thank awesome.
1: You. Do you think you see more interaction through Instagram or Facebook?
3: it's hard to say uh, they got the little thing on Etsy tells me where I've got more sales from Etsy says I get more sales from Instagram I feel a lot of times I get more personal interaction and more people sharing and talking about my work on Facebook yeah but they say more of my sales come from Instagram so hmm. uh, I don't know but i both help I mean anything helps it, it's yeah. crazy. How you feel like you're doing really good on social media, and then the next thing you know, you lost a hundred <laughs> followers, and you don't go up again for a month. And I, I'll never quite understand what they call what is it the, the like uh, thing that the algorithms. Uh, I forget what they call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. rotten guy, yep. that yep. rotten <laughs> algorithm. So yeah. I don't quite understand how that works, but I, I yeah, can't I'd complain, tell you what, I wouldn't want to
2: be on Jason's. Game. I'll tell you that right now. You do not want to be on Jason's. <laughs>
3: I
0: look
1: at cool stuff. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, looking through here. Also, I had to ask. I, I, I'm i going to beat Scott to this question. Your tomb of the blind dead. Is that your hair that you no, use for the beard? <laughs> no, 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 no,
3: no, no. I'm too, I'm too OCD and too much of a germ nut to ever let any of my body parts go out. So that is that is that is a nice synthetic <laughs> crepe hair. Okay, I'd be worried. Somebody would be putting me on a little voodoo doll and making me sculpt for him for free or something. You know, I took oh, I, I, way back when.
1: Hair. Um, you know the who made the Mortal Kombat? Goro way back, like in the early nineties. Um, oh, that was was that Streamline Dark or something? Like Streamline, it, yeah. yeah, it was Streamline. So he had the yeah, he has yep, that yep, thing, yep, the yep, top yep. knot. You know, and uh, I had dyed black hair at the time. (laughs) Yeah. And I had just shaved my head. I'll, you know, I'll take a picture of it upstairs and post it here. And I didn't like the sculpted one that came with it. So I took a lock of my hair, AVs or Milliput around it and made that top knot using my real hair. So it has my old dyed black hair on the back of his head. And that's why I was wondering when I saw this, I'm like, I wonder if that's his beard hair. (laughs) But no, these are cool. No,
3: I have lots of early kids that have my own hair on them, but not these, (laughs) not these that I now sell to people.
1: Just even, I want like, okay. So you, your Mars attack guys here again, the blending on here again, all brush. You can do it like airbrush, not necessary, And and get in there and just, you know, use a paintbrush. So much fun. Uh, man. Yep. Anything you got coming up that you want to share or talk about any of the cool new stuff coming?
3: Oh, Uh, yeah, besides the 31, I got a couple. I'm going to get back into my Alien stuff. One of my favorite sculpts was my, my Alien uh, Queen's Handmaiden relief. Okay. And, and I got some new Alien stuff coming, which I'm real excited about. I got an Alien profile relief coming. So it's a nice, like, eight-inch long alien head. Like, it's going to be a classic Alien 1 movie, alien head from the side. Um, I got a clone number eight. Um, alien resurrection coming, which is the, like the, the Ripley clone body with breasts, but with the crazy alien head. Um, that's another relief. Um, coming. So I got some nice alien things coming. Um, Ooh. I got a lot of stuff coming. I mean, I've probably got about fifty sculpts in the process of being <laughs> finished up and getting molded right now. With the oh, last awesome. thirty-one I just did. And-
2: so I'm looking at your Etsy. I noticed you yeah. sell
0: painted ones as well um uh, yeah what would you say your
2: ratio is painted to unpainted like you know i mean do you sell a lot of painted pieces or not some you know are people yeah. more intimidated by the price or some people they just want the piece they don't they're not even kit builders or anything like that
3: you know i mean i definitely sell more unpainted mm-hmm. but i probably do i probably do a third of my sales of painted stuff and two-thirds unpainted okay i do sell a lot i mean right now i've got about 75 painted pieces that i'm sold out of that i've sold and i gotta (laughs) repaint replacements for that's ends up being the hardest part is sculpting and stuff i can manage but trying to stay on top of Keeping all of my like 160 sculpts in stock as painted pieces—that's that's that's the challenge.
2: So then here's my next Some question: of them sit
3: on... yeah.
2: Do you yeah. try to paint them all the same? Like, okay, so I'm looking at the mummy. When when someone orders that, is that the one they get, or do you paint another yeah. one and and yep. then nope. rephotograph it there. and and all that? Or
3: no, nope. everyone on there that you see is what you get. Um, okay. I painted up fully before listed on the store gotcha. i try to do variants like mm-hmm. on the aliens i've probably painted like 15 different color versions on my aliens um but some things i paint it the same way every time like if it works like on the mars attacks guy i try to stick with the same green blue colorways. um that mummy that's on there the new mummy there's kind of got like a greenish bluish wrappings on them well right, i did two right. of him initially and the other one was more like a black and white version. So I do try to do multiple color variants on the painted guys. And a lot of times just to see what's going to be the more popular version. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. want to miss out by just doing one color on somebody.
1: I'm going to hold this up. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. It will be easier for me to share that guy. (laughs) I love the sinister ass look in his face. Like I'll put it up on the screen in a minute, but Oh my God. My rigor is the ghoul. Yeah. yeah. I love that thing.
3: I, I, some of my favorite subject matter to sculpt are zombies. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a George Romero kid. I, yeah. I, I, everything can be made better with zombies in it. I think so. <laughs> Definitely Star Wars one of my favorite
1: yes. subject matter. Do <laughs> yeah. yeah. you have any pets, Mike? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I grew up all my life with dogs, but now in this apartment that I'm at for the last 25 years, um, I didn't have no pet, I had fish, lizards. But then about eight years ago, a friend of ours moved in and she brought cats with her. And I'm like, oh my God, she's everywhere. But, man, I don't know what happened. They they captured my heart, those cats. So when she left, we ended up taking in a cat that was born under our shed. Now we got two cats. And oh, okay. I, I'm a sucker for the cat.
1: You plan on uh, attending Jersey Fest, this upcoming Jersey Fest?
3: Yeah, I think I have to. Um <laughs> yes, you do. I, I haven't actually... <laughs> I haven't actually paid for my table yet because money's been tight. But um, just to go see the guys, to see Todd. I haven't seen Todd because he's in Pensy. So the only time we get to hang out all year is at Jersey Fest. So okay. I will definitely be there. Probably 90% chance I will have a table. Cool. Um, see, the thing is with Jersey Fest is it's 15 minutes from my house. So I told everybody, like, even if I'm not going to have a table, I'll be there partying.
0: Yeah. Because. Mm-hmm
3: just too close not to go but i'll definitely i'm gonna have a table i gotta i got enough time to save up the money for a table so it just scares me now because all of the past years um i, I would always i always pre my resin and i had to stop doing that in the last years because sales were much slower and you know the economy was so bad so now like when somebody orders one single thing even if it says i got five in stock on etsy i'm casting that to order So it kind of scares me to cast up the kind of 50, 60 pieces that I used to cast for a Jersey Fest. If they don't sell, then I'm sitting on all this resin. But what the hell? It's it's so much fun to go and do that. I'm definitely going to go and do it.
1: That brings up, how did you learn how to cast and mold?
3: I started doing it just because of trying to sculpt 30 years ago. So I actually bought mold rubber and tried it. Um, I was always very into experimenting. I actually went to a black market dentist one time when I was like 17 years old in <laughs> Elizabeth, New Jersey, and bought uh, dental supplies so I could make my own fangs. What is he like, the dentist bang. to
1: the mob out there? Like, you're like black...
3: <laughs> Dude, that might not be too far off. He was a dude <laughs> doing dental work out of his house in a shifty part of town. But, uh, you know, okay. it worked. Hey, my it worked. father flipped out a little bit. My father comes home from work one day and finds a whole pallet full of dental supplies and plaster and shit delivered. It's like, what in the world is my son into now? But I did, I was doing uh, dental acrylic fangs for yeah. a long time off of that. So.
1: Cool. <laughs> oh, man. My parents, never mind. Not even going to bring that. What? Come on. Give us another
2: <laughs> traveling bondage.
0: No, Meet
1: same kind of thing. No, it was, uh, you know. I would find a... <laughs> I would. I earned the nickname Dahmer when I, when I was Hello? because I was. I would find well, some it. I would try and boil the skulls to get the skin off. And, yeah. Oh yeah! So I my parents, yeah, I'd be yeah, out yeah. on the on the grill in the backyard, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Ah, nothing. Never mind."
2: He's got a fire <laughs> problem. Just so you know, I Mike, a fire, He's problem. Got a fire <laughs> problem.
1: I do have a fire <laughs> problem. I will admit, I have a fire problem. I love. Uh,
2: fire. Let me ask, so, so Mike, you worked with plaster a little bit. Do you ever think it was a good idea yeah. to stick your arm in a bucket of plaster? And Because and, uh, we know a guy that did things, this. Okay, I've
3: done things like that, I have to admit. I have done things like that. I did yeah. put my hand in a bucket of plaster once to try and make a resin cast of my hand and then had to have my hand smashed out with a hammer. Oh, so, with the same story! Yeah, oh my god! It.
1: The same thing! I did did the fire department come?
0: No, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah. Did you have, what What did you have? Third degree burns, too? Did, did you have, uh, sec- I had second degree. Really? Second bad. degree burns? Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, not fun. Not no. fun. Um, See? At least I never put Zappa Gap in my eye, thinking Ooh. it was. Uh, I had a couple friends that did that, grabbed Zappa Gap thinking it's uh, eye drops and put <laughs> Zappa Gap in her eye.
2: Okay. I got to ask, how fucked up are you for that
0: to happen?
3: Okay. Like, oh, dude. Oh, oh. Oh, and I heard you guys mention the other time. I have also drank out of my paint water cup. Yep. Many yep. times.
1: I, you know what I've done many more times. than drink out of the paint water cup? I have washed my brush in my coffee more than, and then drank yeah, the coffee yeah. anyway, where I'm like, oh, fuck it. Yep. Oh my God! Yep, yep.
3: <laughs> I got a bad history with eating things I shouldn't eat. <laughs> um, my father worked at. This is a good one. I enjoyed licking liquid mercury when I was a child. What? <laughs> so that might explain why I'm not quite all there.
1: Yeah, that that could um, do it.
3: My my dad worked for a company called Merck's, which is like a huge pharmaceutical company out here in Jersey. And all these unusual things would find their way out to our house, like, you know, a big giant five-gallon – well, not five-gallon, but, like, you know, a, a quart-sized jug of liquid mercury. So, I mean, as a kid, this was the neatest stuff in the That's- world, dude. And because of me and my brothers, there was liquid mercury all over the basin. I mean, you could just go down there and play with it. And I don't know. I, I, I was always tasting everything. So I tasted <laughs> liquid mercury more than once. I remember
1: Same thing We would drop like if we dropped a, a thermometer Right And the yeah, mercury would fall yeah. Me and my brother would sit there and like push, push it around the kitchen table oh, Or yeah. wherever it fell and put, But I never put it in my mouth oh
3: my Yeah no I, I, I tasted it I tasted uh, it Or no, maybe
1: times. Oh wait a minute One <laughs> of us I don't remember It was either me or my brother Was it me Oh, shit. I think a thermometer broke in my mouth once. What, what were is you doing? I, don't, I think I was like just chomping yeah. or something. That's, <laughs> that, memory me. that memory is coming back to me. What you doing? That memory is coming back. Someone, was it me? I'll have to ask. I don't know. It might have been me. Oh, shit. All right, anyway. I, <laughs> fucking freak show. I swear to God you are. Yeah
0: no it happens
1: it happens yeah see me and i'm I, mike we're, i think we're we're twins separated by a couple of years at some point. Oh, yeah, there's man. a lot
0: of there's definitely a lot of similarities yeah for sure
1: <laughs> this is
2: what happens when there's a generation difference so i'm 59 so i'm i'm like almost Boomer. 10 years older than Boomer. you guys and we were smarter that we didn't do shit like yeah, that yeah. okay
3: Yes,
1: yes You were smarter.
3: I think my ten year old sister am. is definitely okay. smarter than me. Definitely.
1: definitely. We had <laughs> no parents watching over us most of the time as Gen Xers, so we we had to fucking make our own fun. Ah, uh, yeah. Did you ever hear of a um, GI yeah, yeah, Joe? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you would light the GI Joes on fire or blow them up. That's what GI Joes were for. Oh.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Right. Mike,
2: let me ask you a few of our standard guest questions. All right,
1: standard guest questions. Go, Scott. Um, yes,
2: yes. If you knocked a tube of toothpaste into the toilet, would you still use it, or would you
1: throw it away? Time out? No, no, no. You're leaving out a detail. What? Because the cap's on? Cap's on. Okay. Cap's on the tube of toothpaste. You knock it in the toilet. What do you do? Uh, oh,
3: man. You already I'd
2: ate mercury, dude. It so it don't away. matter. I'm Your like, answers.
3: I'm a crazy germaphobe, kind of, even for, like, a big, ugly, dirty-looking Sasquatch of a guy I'm like a nut about germaphobe kind of thing and, and and unfortunately I'm in the bathroom when what comes out of me comes out of me so I know better than any of the unholy terrors that have fallen into that turret, so I would probably have to lose that toothpaste the
1: unholy terror that have fallen out of me yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: would you let a dog lick you in the mouth
3: oh yeah I grew up with dogs. I was—I I had very—I had dog brothers that put their tongue in my mouth all the time. Unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but oh
0: yeah. Oh
3: my god. No, I, okay. <laughs> I, I no, got For a germaphobe, dog uh, is okay. They say their mouths are cleaner than ours, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, man. I, I am a—I am a walking hypocrite.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> favorite movie? <laughs> what? What? What do you got? What's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, do you have one? Man, can you narrow it one down One of to my two? greatest
3: passions in life is watching movies. All right. Um, if I got to give you two, uh,
1: two.
3: Man, I love comedies more than anything. But for this thing, I'll talk sci-fi horror. Oh so no, 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 no! Give us a comedy.
1: Give that's give us the comedy. Because that was your first go-to. What's your favorite?
0: Oh, my favorite comedy. One of them, Caddyshack. Um, you know.
3: Star Crazy. Okay. With uh Richard Pryor. You, yeah. you know. Oh, um but I'll give you a sci-fi. Uh, Dune. Dave David Lynch's Dune. Probably one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah. Uh good stuff. You know, Frankenstein, original Frankenstein, my favorite horror movie. Probably my favorite monster, the original Frankenstein. Yeah.
1: What kind of music do you like? Kinds. I mean, if he says uh, Barry Manilow.
3: We're I like, out. you know, I like Tool. Tool? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to one or two Barry Manilow songs. <laughs> you know? Shit. I'm a son of the 70s. I, I like a lot of, you know, I'll listen to some England Dan and John Ford Coley. I mean, I love Tool and Mudvane and, you know, and this yeah. kind of stuff. But I'll listen to the Commodores. I'll listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. I, you know, any any kind of music, man. I'll listen to I'll listen to Mozart. I'm pretty I'm pretty open on music.
0: Cool.
3: I can't stand no damn R.E.M. though, I'll say that. I mean Wow. There's some groups I just
1: (laughs) What's the hatred for REM? REM. Where's (laughs) the
3: I I don't know. I don't know. You're not a shiny,
1: happy people person? What like Oh no! I want to station head with a brick when that. Yeah, on. there's but there's some good old Ari like but yeah when that stuff man. Anyway,
3: yeah no I don't I don't hate it all but I'm very I've always been bad like that like Metallica everybody in the world loves Metallica, I can't stand Metallica. I'm... The second Metallica went orchestral, I ran out the building <laughs> screaming and never went back, and I don't know why. They're great. I'm saying they're not great musicians. They're great musicians. I kind of like them as people a little bit, but to me, and, and I shouldn't say this, they're so repetitive that me. It's just this, every song is the same, but then one of my favorite groups is Rush. So <laughs> how <laughs> hypocritical is to say that Metallica is too repetitive and Rush isn't, you know? Yeah.
2: Oh, I
0: man. saw Rush's
3: the I like last tour. I, I, I...
2: I, I saw that last
0: tour <laughs> of Rush's, <laughs> so yeah. Which is the second time I've seen him. I
3: love Rush (laughs) hard. Yeah, I seen him a bunch back in. Oh no, I I saw him three times. I'm sorry. I've seen
2: him three times. So never seen Rush. Yeah. No, Jason's never been to a big venue. Well no, you went to Soldier Field this year.
1: I did go to Soldier Field.
2: But the big venue here is the United Center, which is like where the Bulls and Blackhawks play. And we went to a concert there, and he had never been to a concert there. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? No,
1: I don't go to the big ones.
2: He likes all this death metal, Nazi, punk,
1: hate. Music. <laughs> right, here, right here, Oh my God. Well, anyway. I will
3: admit that I got a, I was just going to say, I got a soft spot in my heart for a little bit of, uh, you know, a little duhasmus because, uh, that, you know, hey, some Ramstein. That's who I saw at Soldier Field this year but... Ramstein. Yeah. No, I've seen them I, three I like times, though? Yeah. Time?
1: Best place for people to get a hold of you, buy your stuff. Let's support Mike Swiss Stack where and Cthulhu Gizzard Customs. Where do people find your stuff? Best place. We'll put all the links and everything down below. But just cool, cool. shoot out whatever I, shout out whatever you gotta shout out.
3: I guess, you know, a Mike Swiss Stack or a Cthulhu Gizzard at Cthulhu Gizzard Customs on Facebook, because every post I do, I got a link to my Etsy store in there. Um same thing on Instagram. You know, I may be an okay artist, but there's one thing I'm good at: I am a shameless self-promoter. <laughs> I, I've, I've learned that trick long ago.
1: I'm terrible so, at that.
3: but everything's got a link, you know. Instagram is the same thing as Mike Swistack or Cthulhu Gizzard or Etsy. Um, you know, and I had I had a dude tell me once, "Yo, man, Etsy's for women's knitting shit. I ain't buying nothing off Etsy." I'm like. Okay, dude. Then you can buy it through PayPal. Just contact me, and anybody could buy anything from PayPal if they don't want it through Etsy.
1: Okay, so cool.
3: I'm easy, you
1: know. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad we got all the little technical difficulties worked out because this was fun. We'll yeah, have you back I'm in so another sorry. time. Oh no, no, yeah, no! I'm not gonna be sorry about. I love it. Thanks, Squid, for us for helping out. <laughs> it was yes. awesome, guys. Yeah, and tell I, her I feel her journey. Junior high will. teacher pain.
3: Yes, I definitely will. She'll get a big <laughs> kick out of that. You, you share it. My hands—does she, she do
1: clay, does she do clay at work? Because mine are—it's January. My my hands are fried.
3: Not as much. She used to, she had a whole kiln in there and everything for doing clay. But the kids out here in Jersey, they do they, insane. She kind of had to lay off the kiln and the clay because uh, every class after that was getting clay fights and clay thrown. and uh, nah, yeah. So I don't know what clay she's doing now.
1: It's just telling those stories today but seriously jersey
3: kids you know they, they
1: they're as good as out uh, of the chicago kids i'm sure <laughs> around here um again yeah.
2: jason yeah. is an art teacher slash uh,
1: fight referee. <laughs> uh <laughs> <what I> <laughs> oh man all right thanks mike you're the best and we'll be right back all right that was mike, mike scott awesome. what'd you think
2: i i like mike
0: and, and i, <laughs> I
1: like... like mike too
2: I like Squid, too. Um, she was on a little bit before the interview, helping him get set up. But um,
1: Squid and I have the same job, which is squid I, and you have the we same feel job. each other's pain. That's awesome. Thanks, no, thanks for joining us. It was, I, I think, a really cool conversation. And we'll, again, anytime, Mike, you got something, we'll share it out and uh, visit his page. All the information is down below. Okay. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. No correct. We gonna... Do we have corrections? Uh, there was fine. something, and now I forgot what it was. Fuck what I know. Oh, that's uh, right. It was on the last episode. You were on the last episode. Yeah, no, I don't. Then
0: it was probably perfect.
1: There was something. And, uh, I forgot. Whatever.
0: Again, jank is the uh, key term. We have two emails. Dude, turn your phone off. Shut up. Turn it off, man. We're almost done. Are you stuck on a word?
1: Huh? Are you no, stuck I was waiting for you. Are you done? I'm I'm ready. Oh, okay. I'm... I, I, no, I thought you were still playing on your phone. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking. like I'm looking the... down at the paper waiting. Oh, I'm sorry. You need a verbal cue? <laughs> yes, I needed a cue. All right. Our first email is from Jerry Fraid. Hi, Jason. I'm not reading my reader, so bear with me. Hi, Jason. I attach pics of my latest build if it makes this week's cut. So we have some pictures uh, a kit. From Jerry in the gallery. After this, mm-hmm. uh, the next day- everyone knows there is no cut. Everybody makes the cut. Yeah, there's no cut, right? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. That, that happens a lot, actually. People are like, "Oh, if you would please, if you can, everything gets in. You no get matter them, what, still get in. Yep. Yeah,
0: you
2: could. If you know. send us a hundred pictures of the same kit, you might only get
0: three. That's a but-
1: different story. Yes, okay. if you send us five hundred pictures, like has happened, they slowly make it onto each episode it really helps if people send in three or four. If you send in 50 shots of the same thing, you're still only getting like three or four. Yeah. Times. Well, that's fine, Matt. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you just send a hundred pictures of a hundred different things, they will slowly get put on the show. Um, like Roy barrel. <laughs> so Roy, we're out of pictures. You need to send more stuff. Um, Hi, Jason. I text pics of my latest build. It makes, if it makes this week's cut, the next info you can use it or not. But either way, you're welcome to join if you wish it's open to all. So I wanted to read this on the show for everybody. I'm a member of a Facebook group called the Styrene Syndicate, a modelers group of all types from cars, ships, airplanes, sci-fi figures. On Friday nights, we have a hangout kind of like what you guys do on Saturday on Discord. A few months ago, many of the group members that never painted figures before wanted to learn how to do so since the 3D printed kits are becoming so popular. So for the last few months we began a Saturday afternoon YouTube live painting class. This class is headed by Gilbert from Red Dragon Model Works. Gilbert is spe- spe- Gilbert's specialty is figure painting. Now remember when we began many of the members never painted a figure before. Okay, Mike from NY3D Creations who has helped us supplying the kits for these classes since the start, the members figure painting level has improved tremendously as you know i've been painting figures for the last couple years but gilbert always has something new that brings to that he brings to the class that is new to me he's a true mentor now the group has grown and we have people following along from home live or checking back at the episode to help them out the saturday class is now called the way of the dragon and anyone can watch or join in and follow a bunch of the old farts paint model kits we are currently going to be working on some garage kits sponsored by hang Hilger from hangs model kits. We don't hang hang was awesome to supply the kits for the next few classes. We're hoping that people have that have the fear of slapping the first coat of paint on a kit will dare to take the brush and give it a go. Check it out. Thank you for what you guys do. Jerry Fraid from just paint it on YouTube and we have the links. So please everybody head on over there to the way of the dragon. It's down. It's going to be down in the, uh, description and watch their show i know i'm gonna go watch uh if i'm around on a saturday may i'll be able to watch it live and check it out thank you so much jerry like and, and subscribe to their channel yeah as well. please like and subscribe read all Do ours first yep yes please and then we will get everyone's all that stuff will be down there
0: all right final email oh boy Oh, I've missed
1: this. No, I you hope say, it's your paint cup. You say good grief. Um, yeah. this is a three pager. <laughs> yeah. CG blade. No, this is a Greg uh-huh. Domian. Oh, Greg Domian. I oh. a Domian. How dumb am I? And it's funny. I was just thinking about Greg the other day, and he said, "I hope it was all good things." It was good things. Um, Greg Domian. Here we go. Greg
0: Domian. Greg Damien. Damian. No, I, you just said his name like 50 times. Greg oh, Damien. What's Greg Damien? Why don't you get him a button? <laughs> you know what? I will. <laughs> I'll make a fake one right now. Wait. Ah,
1: uh, I'm afraid to read this because <laughs> it's so fun. All right, here we go. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. I already screwed up. Hey, guys. Time for another letter. And since it's been a while, I figured this episode's topic was a good one. To comment on. So, first off, I have to say I was disappointed when we found out Scott was going to take a sabbatical from the show, but having Brian as a guest co host was also a breath of fresh air. No offense, Scott. No offense, Scott, but bringing Brian to the show allowed Jason and Brian to discuss things that fell silent for the most part with Scott, i.e., discussing movies you have seen, models you are working on, etc. Again, not to take anything away from Scott who brings to the sh- what Br- Scott brings to the show, but Brian makes it different. So my suggestion is that once Scott gets back on the show full time, I think you should make it a trio. Some of the discussions you have had between the three of you were superb. And until then, Brian makes a great guest host. As I remember, when you guys started this little experiment, there were three of you hosting the show. So why not go back to it? I know coordination will be the biggest obstacle for the three of you. But when it can be done, I think you should do it. So let's pause there. And I think that's what's going to happen when we can do it. We'll try and make it work. I think this was prior to the third show coming out, the other show. So I think a lot of that other conversation is going to take pl- place on a model in a movie. And we'll probably keep this guest. Because especially when we have a guest, then it's four people on screen. And it gets, it's just crowded. And I don't if you've seen the better. size of him. The screens, it's crowded already. Got to take your shots. But yes, I agree. It does work well. And we, again, we originally were going to do it three people, but then scheduling. we need Greg's
2: address, by the way.
1: (laughs) So let's talk about painting or what we, or why we do what we do. I was going to do a deep dive into this topic with a lot of examples and reasonings, but after writing a few paragraphs, I finally realized no one is going to want to hear all the BS about this topic. I was in the process of dissecting. Screw that. It's all basically comes down to what makes you happy in this hobby. There are those of us who just enjoy slapping paint on a kit and calling it a day, knowing they have built something and they are proud of and don't care who sees it or who cares about it. There are those who want to be recognized for the work they do and will post on Facebook or other forums to show what they made. Look what I did. Accepting all the likes and praises their fellow modelers, fellow builders will heap on them. There are those of us who want to excel at their art and craft and send three hundred plus hours on a kit to create perfection, not a single flaw showing, and there are and then there are the trophy hunters whose only goal is to accumulate hardware no matter how good or bad their pieces are. And if they don't win first place or a goal, then they somehow were robbed. I think the majority of us want to strive for a bit of all of this, in some small part at least. I know in my short three years of being in the hobby full time, I have been in all of these places in some degree or another. Of course, I have only been in two model contests and have never won a gold or a first place award, but I sure like to know what it feels like. Would I quit entering contests if I did win a gold? No, because for me, it is an outlet to show my work or win or lose. I do like to show my work because I want to hear what people have to say and are always looking for criticism. In my situation, the only people that see my work for the most part is my wife and maybe a few very close friends. All of my kits are in my collecting room because I had them in other places of the house. Cats would destroy them.
0: Cat. Here we go with the cats again.
1: My collecting room is off limits to most people. Jason knows why. So having my... I do know why. So having my kits at a show gives me an avenue to display them. Facebook is okay, but photos don't really show the kits in a more personal environment that a show allows. A little ego showing? Yes, but we all have some. But Scott doesn't have any ego. What are you talking about? Nope, none there. What I do do miss is criticism. No one seems to want to criticize someone's work, even when asked for it. Every time I post on Facebook, I ask for honest criticism, but no one wants to speak up. I think most are afraid to offend people's work. My wife is my fiercest critic, and I will show her partial paint-ups, and she will ask me why I use this color, or tell me this is too orange, or what is this on his face? I will state my reasons and defend my position, but after I go back and rethink what she said, I usually finally accept she. This is the right way to go, probably. I will yeah, state my she's reasons. Probably and watching, de- <laughs> right? I will. <laughs> That's I all will- right,
2: Greg. I won't tell her what you said at the picnic. Okay, it's all right. All right, it's shot. Sh- sh- sh-
1: stop it. stop <laughs> it. I will state my reasons and defend my position, but after I go back and rethink what she said, I usually fi- finally accept she was right and then make the necessary changes. I do think we need outside sources to give us a different perspective on our work we may miss. Totally agree. Okay, enough of that. I know you guys like to discuss out of the mainstream movies and such, so let me throw a few series I have watched in the past few years on Netflix. Most of these are foreign-made, oh, Scott's gonna love this, from Korea or Japan, but a lot are fun and interesting. For starters, there is Alice in Borderland from Japan, two seasons so far, all of Us Are Dead is a Korean zombie apocalypse series. Hellbound is also a Korean and involves demons. I think I have to go back. Sweet Home is an ap- apocalyptic monster related too. some great creatures that need to be made into kits. Just a few to check out until next time. Take care. Keep up the good work. I'd subscribe again to build up your numbers, but I don't think that is allowed. Greg Damian. Great email. Even though I, and I read it pretty good. Well,
0: you know,
2: you gotta give me credit. I didn't like the part that he liked Brian Clark so much. So, uh, I told you, Greg, send me those pictures. I'll be happy to critique your work.
1: <laughs> but no, I'm going to check out some of these series, actually. I, I'm, those sound good. Um, that's the show, everybody.
0: 64. That's
1: it, huh? Yeah, that's the show.
2: So, um, everybody, be sure to check out Jason's unboxing video of the Kraken. Oh,
1: you're going? Okay.
2: And the uh I you just did the Cyclops as well, the X Plus Cyclops, yep. which mine's yep. still sitting over there. And uh the the new character, the Radosaurus, uh apparently it's a lost Harryhausen uh creature. The Radosaurus, and uh he would uh conduct panty raids apparently on something, and that's why he's the Radosaurus.
1: So Scott has mentioned this to me many times now. And I want to just, you know, we'll go on the yeah, record. I want Spike to go look at it and tell me what that's, you said. I say rate of source, but I say it like this. Rate of source. Right? It's rate of source. Okay. I, I don't it. care how you say it. You said rate. I said, but that's how I say it. So let me just give you a little background info on me that Red. you always make source. fun of me. For of you you ready? ready? Ready?
2: Not hard. Do you rate a book? No. Okay. You read so a book. I have. Or you've read a book. Okay. I have. You so don't rate a
1: book. No. But I do have an anxiety disorder. And yeah. when my anxiety goes high and I'm nervous, I mumble, and it's I say the first things in a thing. It Doesn't matter. So when I have a problem and my anxiety and my ent- mental issues, I can't go and hide for a month, off somewhere. <laughs> you get to go. Mine show up on the screen. Do you know Yours why? Yours do not.
2: <laughs> you know why I get to do it? Uh huh. Why? I'm the talent. Uh huh. Okay, You're the talent. Right? Uh huh. You want viewers, so you when want I mumble or when okay. I say
1: something fast, it's because I'm nervous and it's a great thing to make fun of of me incessantly for the last two weeks. I love it. Keep Red-a-saurus. doing it. No. I say Redisaurus. I was making fun of you. You're making fun of me nonstop. What are you talking about? No. Go I'm look not making in the comments. You, I'm, you I'm said it to her. You said you it no. all day on Discord. You made on. an error. Okay. It's not an yeah, error. Refused. That's what I'm trying to error. explain to you. Okay, It's well, not I like I purposely said error. Redosaurus. Okay. I said Redosaurus, and it sounds like Redosaurus, even though it's in like, my brain, my mouth doesn't work the same way. It's, it's like when does says Yager. You don't understand, okay. and you'll no, never it's, understand.
2: It's like when Nair says Yager, okay? Oh, oh you now so you're going to drag someone else into it.
1: Hey, hey, how many words can we
2: mispronounce today? Okay, I'll say Yager, and you say Okay, all right. All right, Troy, come after me. Come, come after. on, Come after me. I don't want to hear your little feel sorry for me bullshit excuses. It's okay? not an
1: excuse. It's the <laughs> truth. I'm <laughs> so sorry you don't have it. this problem. Okay. Oh, my God. That's the show, everybody. That's what you've been raid. missing for the last ne- month. Hey,
2: be sure to join us next time for The Raid. Okay. Goodbye, hey, everyone. have Take you Raid uh, any good books?